Blevins. As Monk helped uh, get secure the building, and uh, uh, he's helped uh, arrange coaches to be here, and we appreciate that. Uh, guys from WQSB, Lee Mosley, along with Carson Nesbitt and uh, Chase Robinson, uh, here today to help, and we appreciate that. And uh, appreciate the folks at Cattle Stampede Steakhouse in Fort Payne. They're providing the meal for everyone today, and we do appreciate that very, very much. And thanks for the media that's here today and hope we can continue this for many years to come. Uh, would like to ask the media that ask questions today. Chase is going to have the microphone and he will be coming around. So trying to indicate by raising your hand uh, if you have a question for one of the coaches or for the players. Uh, before we get started, I know that uh, uh, Coach Benson will probably have something to say, and, but I want to say something because I've known Jerry Brown for a long time. And Jerry was uh, a friend. I considered a friend. Didn't see him a lot, but I know he bled purple. He was a Valley Head Tiger through and through. He was a head coach for many, many years. He used to call the school board show a lot of times. And uh, our thoughts and prayers uh, with Coach Brown and his family and, of course, the Valley Head community today and Valley Head High School. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to introduce uh, uh, Coach Heath Benson, head football coach for the Valley Head Tigers. Coach, if you would, uh, uh, I'm sure you've got some comments you'd like to make about Coach Brown, but uh, introduce uh, the players also that you have with you today. Thank you. We're good? Yeah. All right, thank you so much for putting this event on. It's an honor to be here. Uh, and it's an honor to uh, be able to bring our players up here and experience something as great as this. Um, I want to let my players introduce themselves. Uh, my name is uh, Pacey Cooper, and I play uh, outside linebacker and tight end. I'm Ian Bain. I play quarterback and DB. I'm, I'm Roger McMahon, and I play a defensive end and uh, tackle. Now, with, with our guys, though, they, they're being modest by some of those positions because we, we play multiple. I think Pacey's a blocking back, tight end, running back. Ian's also a wing back, quarterback. He's tackle, blocking back. So, we, you know, being at the 1A level, we have – our guys have multiple positions. Um, this Wednesday – Evening, we found out that Valley Head Communities had a, a huge loss. It's a loss to, um, you know, our football program, our school, and, and our community uh, with the loss of uh, Coach Jerry Brown. Um, he is, um, he was an iconic figure. Uh, I know I've been the head coach for three years there at Valley Head, starting the fourth season, and you know it's. Um, Every every time I laid eyes on him in the, in the in the hallways, it was it was about football, and he knew the history of Valley Head football and knew the players, and he served as a head coach um, in the uh, in the late 90s. 
uh, at Valley Head, and he's been an assistant coach at Valley Head for basically the entire duration. When I first started coaching uh, back in the season of 1998-99, I started at section, and that's when I met and got to know Coach Brown at Valley Head. And so when I, I've known him throughout the 23 years of my coaching career, uh, I've, I've known Coach Brown, and I've, I will say over the last, definitely over the last, and, and living very close to him in the community, um, I know what um, an iconic figure he is there. He does so much for the kids of Valley Head um, and the community of, of Valley Head and Hammondville. Um, he will be dearly missed. We've got a, a ceremony this Sunday at 2 o'clock at the Valley Head Gymnasium. Um, honoring Coach Brown, and, um, you know, it's, it's still um, troubling. It's troubling to our players yesterday when we sat down and spoke about the loss of Coach Brown, and he will be deeply missed, and he will be remembered forever in our community. Coach, could you give us a season outlook at this point in time of the season here, three weeks away from your starting? Yes. Um, you know, looking down our schedule, it is a extremely – challenging schedule this year. Uh, we do have a lot of unknowns with many new coaches uh, throughout the um, – we open up uh, week zero, so we're just a few weeks away from – on uh, the 20th, open up with Raglan. Uh, Raglan has a new coach, and we knew that – I mean, I know that they have a lot of their players, uh, returners coming back. Uh, they were a solid team last year. Um, we had a, a – you know, extremely – a physical ball game with Raglan last year right out in, in uh, game one. Um, so they will, uh, they will be coming into Valley Head on August the 20th, and uh, we, uh, we've got to get ready for, we know, an extremely talented 1A team in Raglan. The second game was just section. Chris Hammond and his section uh, players, they've, they've had tons of improvement. They were a good team last year, and they're better this year. We played them in the spring this year, a little two-quarter jamboree, just so that both teams, me and Coach, Coach Hammond agreed that both, both our teams needed to see some live action. And uh, so we went ahead and played the spring game, and it was a, very, it was a physical spring game. But uh, you may have, be having Coach Hammond in section here, but they are, much, they are a very, very good football team. Uh, so our first two games are going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be challenging games for us, which I think will uh, make us better for when we start region play. Um, on the third, we open up with Cedar Bluff. Well, I mean, open up region play with Cedar Bluff. Um, we will go to Cedar Bluff. Coach Allen Beckett is the new head coach there. I've known Coach Beckett from his time uh, coaching at Collinsville, uh, the very successful teams he's had there in Winneboro. So they will be uh, uh, a very tough challenge for us. Um, I know that they have several returners. They lost a few, Cedar Bluff did, but also have many returners coming back, and especially uh, uh, Leak, one of their major athletes there. He's a, he's a very good football player. Um, on the 10th, we'll have Woodville. They, um, Woodville also is under a new coach and new direction, so um, a lot of some unknowns there. We will uh, have to go to Woodville. On the 17th, Galesville. Gales will be coming in. To, they'll be coming to us. It'll be our homecoming game. And uh, Galesville had a very good crew last year, a very good squad, uh, much improved under Coach Knapp. And they have several of those returners coming back. And um, 
they, uh, uh, you know, so some of some unknowns. Uh, on 9:24, we play Outer. They are they are six game, but um, Outer will be a non-region game for us, and of course um, they'll be up here next. But they are uh, they have their senior. We know that Otter is going to be a senior-led team and very strong this year and very strong within their 2A region. So that will be a, also a, a very tough task force. On, um, we got Appalachian. We'll have to travel down to Appalachian, which is under a new coach also. Last year, I think Appalachian may have come in with 30-something players. And um, they have many of those returning, uh, even though they're under a new coach. Um, we know that they'll have a lot of returners coming in. Um, on the 8th, September the 8th, we've got, I'm sorry, October the 8th, we'll have Coosa Christian. Um, we follow Coosa on a lot of that, they, you know, they're, they're on social media a lot, and we know that they, uh, they have, uh, they've really been working and building their program, so they're, um, we look for them to be definitely a challenge within the uh, 1A Region 7. We'll have a bye week built in on the 15th of, Oct of October. Um, we'll finish out region play with Sumpton Christian coming into Valley Head. Now, Sumpton last year, they, um, they had more players than anybody else in our region. I mean, when I got there and they were out there practicing with Coach Powell, uh, they looked like they had 40 or 50 players on that end of the field. Um, and they, they had a lot of the young ones, and I know some of his major defensive players, I think he had one kid, one a linebacker in the region that, you know, had 130-something tackles last season. He was uh, he's extremely talented. Uh, but they have a lot of their team coming back. And when I look at, at how many returners coming back, uh, you can kind of gauge the strength at our level. And they are one of the strongest as far as I feel this season, as far as having returners coming back uh, to play. We'll finish out on Thursday night on October 28th with Collinsville. Um, Collinsville's been a long time game, you know, game between Valleyhead and Collinsville. Um, even though with their their talent, it's been you know it's it's always a challenge, uh, and especially knowing that uh, Coach Willingham will be back there directing them again, so uh, they will be fundamentally sound, and you know we'll have to be top of our game to uh, to be able to to have a chance with them, um, and that'll finish out our regular season. Well, Coach Vince and I, you and I talked about this. You talked about yesterday y'all had a workout and you were impressed how the kids have retained a lot from the spring. And I'd like for the kids to comment on this too. We know last year we had all the distractions with COVID and you didn't even know if he was going to play on Friday nights. Do you think you and the kids may be a little bit more focused on just football and that allows them to be able to retain a lot from spring because there's not, there's, the distractions are not really there as of this time. So they can focus on football, school, and the things that young people enjoy doing. There definitely is a lot less stress this year, not worrying like if we're going to be able to play next Friday or not. Um, and we take our precautions. We still wipe down our bars. We still clean. We still try and wear face masks uh, in the locker room. We're still doing our part. Um, but other than that, COVID's not really that big of a factor this season. 
not having to worry about that kind of makes it easier on us because we can just do do us, you know, and we don't have to really worry about getting shut down and not being able to play. Yeah, it's a, it, it helps the team a tremendous amount because it's less stress and, you know, you ain't got to worry about, you know, family members or no stress like that on you and you can just focus on the game. Coach, eight wins last year, eight and two, lost to Brilliant in the, in the playoffs. But you've got to replace a key player last year. Jordan Burt was outstanding player for you. Uh, talk about some of the – I know some of these guys are the guys that's got to step in and take his place. Talk about some of those guys and maybe some newcomers that's going to step into some key roles for Valley Head this year. Yes. You know, last season was an outstanding season for us. And um, part of that I contribute was having a strong senior class and having um, Jordan Burt, uh, which ended up with 1,400, about 1,400 yards rushing followed by Bryson Morgan with about 1,200. Uh, they anchored a lot, and plus having the, uh, you know, and that, that's attributed to our offensive line, success of them. Uh, this, and this, this is nothing that I've, I've stressed to this team too, for us to have that type of success, we've got to put together the same combination that we had last year with our, our offensive line being able to, to move people, for us being efficient, for us playing solid defense. Um, you know, we've moved Ian. Ian played wingback for us last year. He's moved into the quarterback role. But even though he's moved into it, Pacey and Ashton Brown will also have rep repetitions there. Where there were, were multiple position areas. We are, and uh, we've had conversations over the spring. I think uh, I elected to do a spring this year because we had question marks and we had to find out, you know, who, what, what our identity is. And we're a different team from last year. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we 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 got the ability to have a high level of success, uh, but we are going to be more of a grinding style of team, um, being able to move the ball and control the game um, by being by being able to move the sticks and continue. You know, we stress positive games in our offense. We're looking for uh, we're looking for three three to four yards downhill, opening up the gap, and like we said. Uh, if we can get more blockers into the um, target areas, then uh, as the way as the game goes on, it can uh, it can weigh on the defense. Plus, we can control the clock by doing it. Um, defensively, we've got to be as efficient. With all you know, losing our the seniors we had last year that all played defense too, um, we've got to be better tacklers and better space. You know, and we we found that out in the spring game against Section where we was able to limit them on uh, possessions, but. Uh, possession time, because I think Chris kidded with me that they only had, you know, in a half, they only had uh, less than 20 snaps. Uh, and I said, well, because we held the ball. But uh, I said, that's the way we're going to have to be, you know, our key to success this year will be able to control the clock, control the ball. Defensively is we're going to have to be as efficient, going to tackle in space, swarm the ball, and do the things that we're going to have to do to be able to stop our opponents. Coach Adam Ward, WAFN-FM. Uh, I, your first year, you guys not only moved up to Region 7 out of 6, but you go 1 and 9, and then in your second year, it was like a, a, a almost, I guess, like a light switched on. And you go 6 and 4, or 6 and 5, excuse me, and then last year even improved off of that, going 8 and 3. Could you talk about the improvement you've seen in your program as you head into your fourth year? 
Yeah, a lot of it was, you know, it's evolution of these players and it's evolution of, you know, I may have come in a little too too much, too complex. We're going we're gonna to do, you know, we're going to be able to run these 100 formations and do these 100 plays and run all these things on defense. And, you know, I had to dial back a little bit. Our, I got, our players didn't really understand what was going on and we were, and we dealt with a bunch of injuries also. But my, these players can tell you, you know, do we like the weight room? We love the weight room. Okay. So that, that's been the key to our success. We're, we've got strong enough to overcome injuries. Injuries can be, you know, it, it happens, but we've got to be strong enough to try to prevent them as much as possible. And being healthy, you know, uh, we had a great, I think, uh, the turning point was two years ago. And we went six and four, but man, we were in some, we were in some, um, I guess, dogfights in the, within that region going over with R.A. Hubbard and Decatur Heritage. Um, last year we moved regions, and I think with, with having another year of maturity and especially going to our single wing, which fits us better with our personnel, um, it has, uh, we've had success out of it. And being a second year running that offense and now moving into the third, you know, our kids understand it. And uh, they understand what we're trying to do, and uh, it, it's, it works. Okay, thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys, for coming this morning. Good luck to the Valley Head Tigers in uh, 2021. As you said earlier, Coach, open with Raglan. The Purple Devils are coming to Tigers Stadium yes. in a couple of weeks, three weeks, I think. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you all so much. We'll continue this morning with the Otter Hornets and a new coach, Chad Grab, but he's not new to Otter, a graduate of Otter High School. He's back to, to lead the Hornets this year. Uh, coach Grant, would you introduce the players you have and uh, give us a preseason outlook for your Otter Hornets? Okay, I'm going to let uh, these guys introduce themselves. I have two seniors, two senior leaders here with me. Go ahead. Cohen uh, Willoughby. Jesse Massey. And these two guys have been very, uh, have done a very good job of leading our team this summer. Uh, of course, our schedule is, uh, is pretty daunting. All right, we play some pretty tough teams. Uh, we open up week zero with uh, Woodville at home. And uh, we're very excited about that. And before I kind of go further into this uh, schedule and how the team's progressing, I would just like to say I had an opportunity to uh, work with Coach Brown for a year at Valley Head. And uh, we just want to send out our prayers and thoughts to him and his family and the Valley Head community. Uh, I thought a lot of him. He's a great guy. And uh, 
man, I just, it was a big, big loss, and it kind of set me back a little bit when I heard about it uh, Wednesday night. So we just, I just want to say that uh, before we kind of get started. But uh, like I said, we kind of open up with Woodville, and I'd just like to say it is, uh, it's good to be back home. I've kind of been away for a while, but uh, I'm proud to be back and uh, proud to be wearing the black and gold again. Uh, it's been a really smooth transition. The kids have picked up on, on what we're trying to do really, really quick. They're working really, really hard. And uh, I've been very pleased with our uh, progression uh, this summer. So getting back to our schedule, of course, we open up with Woodville at Eider. It's a non-region game. And uh, then after that, uh, we also play Plainview at home. And we know that's going to be a tough, tough game. Uh, they're very physical. Um, they were very good last year, uh, just kind of keeping up with them uh, throughout the season. They do a very good job at what they do. And uh, running the option the way they do, I don't know how many of you, some people don't like it. All right, they think it's kind of old school or it's easy to defend. When you run it right, it's not very easy to defend. And uh, it is, to me, it's, it's a beautiful offense, especially when you run it right, and they run it right. So that's going to be a tough, tough non-region game for us because they are, they are very good at what they do. Then uh, our first region game is with North Sand Mountain. We'll be traveling up there, and uh, that's a big rival game for us. I mean, if you look at it on a map, as a crow flies, we're only about 10 minutes apart. And all these guys kind of grew up together. And they know one another, so it's always a big, big rivalry. So uh, that's our first region game. Then uh, we have Tanner at home. And uh, Tanner, you kind of know what you're going to get. They're going to be very athletic. Uh, and I just looking at their schedule from last year I know they didn't they didn't have a whole lot of success but I, I can tell you right now that they have the potential to be very very good and I look for them to be really good this year and then we have section at section and uh, I know coach Hammond very well and I know he's gonna have his boys they've been improving every year he's been there so that's going to be a tough tough region game for us uh, and then, of course, uh, after that, we play Valley Head, and we play them at home. And uh, Valley Head is, that's always a big rivalry game. It was always a big rivalry game when I was at Eider. And uh, they're going to be a tough opponent as well. They, they do what they do, and it's a tough offense, and they're tough to defend as well. So we're going to have to really be physical. And, and match their kind of physicality to have any success against them. After that, we travel to Victory Christian for another non-region game. And then after that game, we will go to Pisgah for a region game. And uh, Coach Pruitt has done a very good job at Pisgah. Uh, I know last year, just watching film, that was a battle when they came up to, to Ider, and uh, I don't, I don't see it being any different now. They're going to be really, really tough. They've got a lot of good skilled guys. Um, 
and uh, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough battle. I mean, we really don't have any easy games. It's going to be a fight every week, and that's what we've got to prepare for. And then we've got another region game, Faultful, coming to our place. And, uh, you know, Faultful kind of set the, the tone for the region, them in North Sand Mountain. It's been Faultful or North Sand Mountain kind of winning this region, I believe, over the past couple of years. So uh, they're going to be a, uh, that's going to be a tough, tough battle as well. And then we have Whitesburg Christian. Um, who will be coming to us at the end of the season to finish up. And then we, that last week will be our open week. So, you know, we're going to play 10 straight games, and uh, then we'll have a bye week at the end. But we're really excited about this upcoming season. I'm excited. Uh, the kids are excited about what's in store, and uh, we're just we're ready to strap it up and, and play. Coach, could you share with us your offensive and defense philosophies uh, for this football team for this season? Well, our offensive philosophy is uh, we're going to run the football. Uh, I'm kind of old school. Uh, I want to run the football. And, uh, you know, we're going to run the football and take our shots when they present ourselves. Uh, you know, my thing is I like – I like to be able to, to kind of set the tone. And I, I believe everybody has their own philosophy. And uh, some people like to flip the ball around, and that's kind of the way they set the tone. Uh, me, I like to kind of line up and run, run right at you. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the way I was raised. That's kind of the way we played football when I was at Eider, and that's kind of the, what we would like to do now. But uh, we would like to run the football and uh, set up to play action. And defensively, uh, we just want to swarm to the football. Uh, we want to line up and have 11 black headgears run into the football. That's our main philosophy. It doesn't matter whether we're, we're in a 4-3 or whether we're in a 5-2 or whether we're in a 3-4. We just want to line up and have 11 guys run into the football. And uh, I believe it doesn't matter what kind of defense that you run. If you've got 11 guys run into the football, you're going to be successful. Coach, what's going on right over here? Uh, talking to you in May after you were just named the head football coach at Eider, uh, you were fired up to take the job. Now that you've had some time to work with these kids, see what they're capable of on the field and in the weight room, what is the excitement level like now? Oh, I'm, I'm still fired up. All right, I, I'm ready to go. I, I told the kids, and they laugh at me a little bit, and you're going to laugh at me when you hear the story, but I, I just I am who I am. But I told them the other day when we, we finally got to go out in shelves, you know, I told them, I said, look, I woke up at 2 o'clock this morning, and all I heard was clack hearing those pads pop, all right? And, of course, they laughed. And that, that's the excitement because that's what I want. You know, that's what I want their attitude to be. Hey, it doesn't matter. We're going to line up and, and we're going to strap it up and uh, we're going to go out there and we're going to play hard for four quarters. And, uh, yeah, that excitement, it may have gone up a little bit after working with them all summer, seeing how hard they work. 
you know, my excitement level may be a little bit, little bit higher, but uh, I'm just I'm excited to be here, and I love the enthusiasm that they have because we've worked them pretty hard, and I haven't broke them yet. So that excites me because, you know, you kind of get a feel for your players when you kind of put them through the trenches and put them through the, the rough stuff and they don't break. That, that excites you as a football coach. Coach, I want to ask the players. Of course, Coach Keith was your coach last year. Uh, coach Grant comes in. Uh, what is the change between the two coaches? Did, what have y'all seen the change and how's the team reacted to that change? Well, uh, both coaches, they come in excited, man. They're exciting people, and they, they love the game of football. And really, realistically, they just want us to play as hard as we can for them, and that's what we're going to do. And I love both coaches dearly, and I'm proud to play for them. They're both two great coaches. They both bring a lot of energy, and uh, they both bring the team together. But I'm glad to have Coach Grant as a coach, and I think we'll have a successful year. I'll ask you guys another question. Uh, being seniors, I think Coach said both of you were seniors. What does it mean to you that uh, Coach Grant came to you and asked you to represent your school and your football team and your community today here at Media Day? Uh, it means a lot, man. Uh, just to have a coach come to you and say, hey, I want you to represent the team and the school means a lot, and it shows you the hard work pays off, and I'm proud to represent them. Uh, I'm honored. It could have been any of us seniors. I mean, we all we all work hard, and we're a great group. But uh, I'm just glad to be up here, and I'm glad he chose us. Uh, for the players as well, guys, you could have anyone as your head coach. you got a guy that wore the school colors, put on that helmet that you're putting on today. Uh, what does that mean to have a guy that, that bleeds this school uh, day in and day out? Uh, it's pretty awesome, you know, to have a guy that was already in your shoes before, same place, same school. It's pretty awesome. And just for him to have that mentality come back the same way as he played back then, it's pretty amazing. Oh, it's great. We get to ask him about old stories and former players, and he tells us all about it, and we love it. All right, Coach. Thank you for you and the players participating today. We wish you the best of luck as you kick off your season. I believe you said on August the 20th at home uh, there against Woodville. Uh, thanks a lot and wish you the best this season. All right. Thank you all for having us. You all do a great job. Thank you.
And next up this morning is the Collinsville Panthers and Coach Ernie Willingham. And uh, Coach, I believe this is the third uh, time uh, to be at Collinsville. Of course, grew up there. I think your dad was the mayor there. You were a quarterback there. And I know you bleed, uh, bleed, bleed Collinsville red, but it's good to see you this morning. Uh, would you introduce the guys or let them introduce themselves and give us a preseason look on the Collinsville Panthers? Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, Keaton Deboard, Jordan Coker. All right, it's, it's good to see all you guys again. Uh, and I, this is the second time coming back from retirement, so uh, I'm excited to get started. Y'all know we had a coaching change late, late in the year, and uh, you know they they couldn't or didn't really try. I don't think to find anybody that late, so. Uh, they decided it'd be better to have somebody back that was familiar with the players and familiar with the coaches. And uh, almost all these coaches uh, either coached with me or played for me, so it's been pretty easy to transition with them. And these players, there's only just a handful that didn't play year before last, so everything's been really smooth getting back. And we opted not to have spring training, or they opted not to have spring training, so we got, we've been practicing this week. I don't know if everybody else has or not. And uh, first time you get to see some of the younger guys. We got a, we've got a lot of young guys. Uh, only three seniors on this year's football team. So uh, we're looking we're looking forward down the road. But we're we're really looking forward for this year also. And I just got back with them in the weight room. And these kids, uh, we had a really good. I thought we had a really good weight program when I was there. But uh, they've stepped it up. Okay, the coaches have stepped up their game as far as the coaching. The players have stepped up their game in the weight room also. They're doing a really good job. Uh, practice so far has been good. It's been hot. You know, I, I, I took that job a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, yeah, I'll be able to do that. I've, it's not very hot this summer. It's been 80, in the 80s all the time. And the first week back, it's 95 and 107 heat index. So... Uh, you know, but they've, they've done a lot better job than I have with handling that. Our schedule, uh, I'm not going to go, I didn't coach last year, I went to all the games, but I didn't coach last year, so I'm not going to go into team by team, but uh, this is our second year in 3A, and we only played, when I was coaching, the first year I coached at Collinsville, the second time. The first year I coached at Collinsville, the second time. The first year I was back, we were 1A, and I kind of did the numbers in my head, and I said, yeah, we'll be 1A this year, and we'll be able to stay 1A another two years before we have to move up to two, uh, 2A. We had some bigger classes coming, and the state decided they were going to keep 61 1As that year, and we were the 62nd biggest. So we were the smallest 2A in the state for those two years, and uh, that was a big jump for us at that time. And, you know, we worked our way through that pretty good. And these kids have really adapted well to playing 3A, and it's, it's a lot different. Some of you guys hadn't coached in 1A and 2A and 3A, but, uh, you know, in 1A, you can get by, you can hide somebody. In 2A, you know, you, you, you better have uh, 10 or 12 a class if you're going to do that, so you can have the more people, more people play one way and, you know, fatigue gets you in the fourth quarter, and, and 3A is a really big jump, okay? And our numbers aren't great. Uh, we're going to have to stay in really good condition and stay away from injuries because we've got, like I said, we have three seniors and we're going to wind up with about 
40 kids, 40 kids in grades 7 through 12 playing. So, uh, you know, we know we've got our work cut out for us there. The schedule and its overall, we play six county schools. The only, the only school in the county we don't play is Eider. And uh, we play Sandrock, so that's seven potential rivals. You know, we play Crossville, they're 10 miles in one direction. We play Sandrock, and they're about five or six miles in the other direction. And then we've always played Plainview. We got them back on the schedule a few years ago. And, you know, I, I watched enough football last year that I know those guys are, a lot of those guys are going to be really good. You know, Plainview's going to have probably the best team they've had, and I, I couldn't tell you when, maybe ever. And then five, nobody has to say anything about them. They lost a lot of players, and everybody keeps saying they're not going to be as good, they're not going to be as good, but uh, they are. They're going to be, they're going to be pretty good. But uh, we're working hard with understanding that we've got our work cut out for us, and the young guys uh, are picking up everything and, and, and working hard every day. Make sure I got everything. All right, getting questions? All right, Coach, you mentioned you had only three seniors. So is the squad coming back inexperienced? Or where does the, the – how many juniors, sophomores? Uh, and we're not as inexperienced as you think. These young guys, they, they uh, had to play a lot last year, and some of them played, you know, before that. Uh, Keaton here, he, he – uh, He's been playing football for me since the eighth grade, and he played some on the varsity in the eighth grade. And uh, Jordan, he started playing for me in the seventh grade. You know, and, and he's, he's been playing on special teams and stuff since he was in eighth grade. So some of these young kids have played a lot. Uh, I think we lost seven seniors last year, if I'm not mistaken. And some of them were pretty good. Uh, Dalton Hughes and uh, Malachi Orr and some of those guys. They were, they were pretty good football players, but... Uh, you know, they're gone now, and it's time for these guys to uh, – that, that happens every year. You know, somebody's gone, it's somebody else's turn, okay? It's, it's these guys' turn to be leaders. They're both juniors, okay? But these two guys and, and a couple more, Fernando Padilla and, and some more of those guys, they're, they're good leaders for us. They work hard in the weight room, and they encourage the younger boys. And uh, that's you. – we've got a really good – a really good young class coming. And uh, if – we may need to get a few numbers in that class, but we've got some skilled guys coming that are really good, and they're, they're little babies right now, and, and they're, they're doing a good job of leading them and, you know, taking care of them too. Because, like I said, with 40 players, if we, we practice everybody together. We practice seventh grade through 12th grade, so we've got enough to go. And uh, yesterday, when we were playing, uh, when we had the first varsity offense out there, we had a junior high defense. You know, and you can't play you know, you can't beat on those little boys like that with varsity kids. And I wouldn't. I would If I was a parent, I, somebody tried to do my kid like that, I wouldn't, wouldn't like it either. But uh, they're doing a good job of taking care of those kids, and they're learning. And uh, So to answer your question, we've got some experience coming back. Uh, Coach, this first for the players. Do you all enjoy having Coach Willingham back? I know he's been away for a year, but you knew what it was about before he retired. And coach, last year this team was very good defensively. Is that kind of sort of where you're going to build everything around? Because it seems like maybe at times they struggle to score points. Uh, but defensively the team was very solid last year. Yeah, I watched every game but one. And I don't even remember why they go to that game. But uh, they, uh, 
they, they did have a good defense. They ran to the ball and, and had a great attitude and, and uh, good group of linebackers, you know, and that, that makes a big difference. So, uh, you know, and, and we're going we're gonna to build on that, but we, we hope to be a little more diverse on offense, you know, and do a few things. And uh, that goes back to experience. Uh, I got my quarterback back and, you know, we got, we got some receivers that can play a little bit and, so we, we, we hope we can move it around a little bit. Oh, I absolutely love his attitude. And I, I don't know, just the way that he carries himself on the field, I, I've missed it so much in the past year. Same thing with him. I've missed him a lot. And we talked about how much we've missed him. And I'm just happy to have him back. Coach, uh, your players talk about how much they, they missed you and, and guys, for the players, uh, this one's for you. Uh, I know that you did miss him and his reputation kind of greatly exceeds uh, this county even, but what does it mean for you guys to, to not only play for him, but what are your expectations for yourselves as leaders of this football team? Because he did bring you here. That obviously says what he thinks about you. What are your expectations for yourselves as leaders and what do you expect from your teammates? Well, we just have to make sure that we're always working as hard as we can and we're always pushing others to work as hard as they can. And, uh, and he always pushes us to be those kinds of leaders too. I think just go out because everybody looks at us to set the example. So play hard, do everything right, and just lead. Coach over here. Uh, coming back again out of retirement, I, how, how did that kind of happen? Did they, did they approach you? Did Collinsville approach you? Did you reach out to them and say, hey, it's, it's, you guys got to find a coach uh, before the season starts? And what was the initial reaction you got from these guys, especially the two that you brought uh, when you returned as head coach? Uh, the, the way it came about is uh, Coach Garrett, uh, he went back home. Okay, the job came open in Rogers, and uh, he, that's his hometown, and he went back home, and uh, I think he initially turned them down. You know, they, they, that job's been open a long time. The principal there died of COVID in May, and they decided they were going to uh, hire the principal first, and they just hired the lady uh, the week before he left, and that wound up being his best friend in high school's mother. So I think they talked him into it, and I think his mother got sick, so, uh, but he went, but he left late. It was really late. Okay, and we didn't have spring training, so practice was going to start this past Monday, and they only had a couple of weeks, you know, from when he left. So the, the principal called, and he actually asked me what I thought, and I said, well, I think you need to open it up and find somebody good and hit a home run. And he said, he said well, what if I can't find anybody this late? And I said, well, call me back. And then he put out a press release that I had a job before he ever called me back. So uh, <laughs> I guess that's how, that's how it came about. And uh, I'm tickled to be back. Uh, I talked to him, and uh, I didn't quit because I didn't love football, and I didn't quit because I, I didn't love these boys. Uh, I had some health problems. And uh, I, they, they can tell you that the last couple of years I coached, I, I, was, I, was, I struggled a little bit. And they were really good with me, and the assistant coaches were really good. They, and they've even stepped up their game. The assistant coaches especially, they stepped up their game even more. They're, they're, they're doing a lot. And in the past, when I especially when I started, and even the last time I coached, I tried to do a lot of stuff myself. And uh, I, I, I let the coaches coach and drills and things like that, but I was always jumping up and down and running around and doing every bit of the mowing and 
all that kind of stuff. But uh, everybody's pitched in, and uh, it's working good. Guys, just to touch on what uh, has, has been said a little bit before, uh, just talk about the transition back to Coach Willingham. I know, you know, Coach Garrett had you guys last year, uh, but like you, like you guys said, you know, y'all have played for Coach Willingham before. I mean, just talk about that transition back. Well, uh, Coach Garrett, he, he did an excellent job of improving our work ethic and improving our weight room and our weight program and everything. And we've all gotten so much bigger because of it. And it's a good thing that we got Coach Willingham back because we understood all of his terminologies and stuff. So the transition went pretty smooth. I think when Coach Garrett left, there was a period where we didn't know what was going to happen. There was a week and a half, two weeks, where we didn't know if we were going to have head coach, if we were just going to roll with our interim head coach, Coach Condu. I think that just made us grow closer together in the long run. So I, with him now back and we all knew him, I think we're just ready to go. All right, Coach, I think that's going to do it this morning. Thank you for participating in the DeKalb Jackson Media Day. Thank you guys for coming with Coach. I wish you the best as you kick off the season, I believe, in about three weeks against a section at home. Well, we actually play a spring game on August the 12th. Okay. Who do you I mean, a, we didn't play a spring game. It's a fall game. But who we play who August, you played in Chamboree? We played Pleasant Valley at home on August the 12th. Pleasant Valley at home. Okay. Thanks, Coach. How's everyone? All right. Up next is the, the Plainview Bears and Coach Nick Ledbetter, coach starting his, I believe, his fourth season uh, for the Bears. Coach, uh, would you either introduce the players or let them introduce themselves and give us a preseason look at uh, the Plainview Bears for this year? I'll introduce them to start with. I don't know if he'll speak loud enough to understand them. This is Noah White, uh, plays quarterback in DB for us. This is Mason Cooper, plays an offensive and defensive line. And it's great to see Coach Ernie Willingham back in the game with us in the county. That's a, he's an icon, and we uh, enjoyed listening to him and been on the field with him again this year. This is a great event. Uh, we appreciate what you do to expose these players and these schools in our little neck of the woods. Uh, we, uh, it's a little different. This time last year we were sitting here at the Civic Center. It's the same event. You know, we didn't really know who was going to play or not. Uh, so it's nice to know that things are semi-normal. I know we still have some that strand going around is bad right now, but we're excited to get back into the season. Uh, these guys are excited, had a good summer, and we're looking forward to uh, playing some ball. We've lost a lot of production from last year, 
about 40 touchdowns we lost, about 3,000 yards of rushing we lost. Uh, a lot of our defensive production is lost, so we've got a lot of work to do and a lot of ways to improve. We feel good about our depth going into the season at a lot of those positions. Uh, we may not uh, may have lost a lot of guys and a lot of production on both sides of the ball, but we feel like our depth coming back and a lot of those positions will help us get better each week to improve uh, where we've lost players at. Coach, last year you won 10 games. I think that's the first 10-win season since 2000 at Plainview last year. You talked about the guys that you lost. I know Noah's one of those guys that's coming back, but talk about those new guys that's got to step in to those places uh, for Plainview to be successful and have another successful season. I will start on the offensive side, and I'll kind of talk about each player that we lost and how, it's going to, how we're going to fill them in. Uh, we lost Marcos Vega at Mike Linebacker and at our, our B-backs, what we call it, be our fullback. He rushed for over 1,000 yards and led the team in tackles. So he, uh, he'll be difficult to replace. Uh, replacing him on the offensive side, we got uh, Dylan McCullough, uh, Sam Kroll, uh, Chase Alexander, Aiden Chapman. So we, we, we got a lot. We got four or five guys that's playing that position that we feel good that can uh, give us some productivity that, you know, as we play, we'll find out who ends up being that guy. And on the defensive side, replacing him is uh, another Mike linebacker to be a senior for us. Arturo Medrano, uh, we're excited about him. Uh, on our other two running back slots, we lost two good ones. Uh, one continued to play college ball up in Tennessee. That's Jathan Underwood and Brody McCurdy. He got several offers last year, too, but I think he decided he wanted to go into the workforce. But we're replacing those guys with Andrew Hall, Levi Brown, Braden Thomas, um, and some others. I'm probably missing one, Sam Kroll, and, and, and uh, Dylan McCullough will also play those positions. So uh, we felt like we got a lot of depth and a lot of people to look at in those skill positions. On the offensive line, we lost both our left and right tackle to the seniors. Uh, we have, again, uh, we're working on two or three guys in each position. I feel like our depth will give us an opportunity to compete at tackle and have a winning. Anytime you have competition at positions, it makes everybody better. So we feel good about the competition we have in those positions. And all those guys I just mentioned also turn around and played on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Secondary-wise, we're for the most part intact. Uh, Jathan Underwood played a lot of safety and linebacker, depending on who we were playing. And uh, basically, it makes this guy have to play a little more on defense than Noah. Uh, he led the, he's led the team in interceptions the past two years and been first or second in tackles. So we'll have him back. We try not to play him a whole lot on defense. But uh, right now, it forces him to play a little more in the secondary. Uh, and then, but we also have some, some new kids and some corners that can come and help move guys back to safety as well. So. We're excited about our depth, and those guys have been able to compete each other when we start fall camp next week. We had a spring game, so you know, a lot of teams didn't have spring ball. Had a lot of new coaches come in that wasn't able to do their spring. For us, you know, we were able to practice 14 times and play a game. Uh, so we're missing five days of practice. My math's not great. I'm not a smart person, but I uh, feel like spring was really good for us. We were able to actually dial back summer a little more this this year than what we normally do because of that so last year no one had spring so we seemed like we were practicing and coming up and working out and doing everything we could you know four or five days a week last summer and this summer we've come three days a week and we feel like we're ahead on offense and defense more now than we've ever been as far as our kids understanding our schemes when you when you first came back to Plainview of course you was there as a player we came back as a coach I know you were very optimistic, but you kind of had to lay the foundation, start from really ground zero to build this program. But last year, they really broke through. Do you feel like this program is at a level now to where you can be consistently good each year? 
Uh, that's the goal. You know, we want to get back to where, you know, you see us on the schedule. That's that's a team and, uh, that you know you're going to have a have a fight for to win. You know, that's our ultimate goal. But you know, last year's team's over. That's in the history books. That team's what they did is you know they did had a good year. They won ten games. They had a home playoff game. They won it. You know, it's over. It's in the books. That it, this is a new football team, uh, uh, and they have the opportunity to do just the same, or do just as better, or do just as worse. So we'll find out how these guys come together and how what type of season they're going to have as coaches. We're going to have their bodies in shape. We're going to have them talk to the best of our ability. We feel like we're going to be a little simpler on both sides of the ball than we have been in the past, even last year. And uh, so we can give our players an opportunity to uh, learn the plays and do things and execute them at a high level. This is for the players. Coach mentioned that you know last season we didn't have the spring. We didn't really know exactly what we were going to have. Uh, I know that you guys have had opportunities uh, during this offseason to go to camps, which were totally out of the question last year for just about everybody. What has this offseason been like for you guys to be able to go to these camps to improve yourselves, not just in the weight room, but to work with others to get you guys better? I think it's really opened our eyes to uh, let us see what all is out there and to be able to better ourselves against other people that's not our brothers. Well, it's been really good to go out and compete against like players from around the state. It's uh, really been enjoyable. Hey, Coach, what's going on? Uh, you you kind of touched on it that last year is last year. This year you're looking forward to a, a fresh new season no matter what happens. But uh, just looking at your coaching career so far, back-to-back three-win seasons, and then you have that 10-win season under these guys. Um, what kind of flipped for this team, and how can, whether you match it or not, how can these guys build on that and uh, continue to set the foundation going forward? Well, for us, what example we come in, uh, men and coaches come in in June uh, in 18, uh, about halfway through June, uh, we had 65 players. Uh, by week one or two of the season, we had about 33. So, had a lot of, lot of uh, work ethic that had to be learned, had to be taught, a lot of effort had to be taught. You know how we act and what we do, and we felt like it would be a 24-month process to get everybody in the weight room to be doing what we ask them to do, and and we kept charts of everything daily of our kids, and it was month 18 after we arrived, after 18 months after we arrived, when things in the weight room changed, and that's where it starts at. It's in the weight room. Uh, you can skin a cat a thousand ways. It doesn't matter what offense you run, what defense you run. It's how these guys uh, do in offseason, how they compete, how they work, how much stronger they get, how much more explosion they have. Uh, and, and that builds confidence, that builds strength, and it gives you a different ability when you're just walking around normal. Uh, and we want to change their bodies and get their, and kind of, I guess, put our propaganda on them, if you want to say. And, but 18 months for us was when it changed. That's when the change happened. That was in the off, the off season of our second year, probably about March, I would say. And our numbers and everything in the weight room just absolutely exploded. And when that happened, uh, the confidence level in our kids completely changed. And these guys, comparing our numbers in the weight room from last year, uh, the, these kids that did graduate, uh, we're very happy where we are. Uh, we've still got a lot of room to improve, though. This is for the players. Guys, we've talked about a 10-win season last year, and we've talked about it being in the background going into a brand new season. You're around your teammates all the time. The expectations, you don't lower them in plain view. Talk about those expectations from a 10-win season and building on that uh, for the 2021 season. We're just wanting to turn 10 into 15. 
I agree. I mean, it's in the past now. It's nothing but history. Uh, you can only go up from here. Coach, you, you talked about uh, losing some starters. How many starters do you have returning on offense, defense? What's your squad size this year? Are you happy with it? We started the spring out with about 65. Uh, we were down around 50, 47, 48, 50, somewhere in that neighborhood. I want to say we're about 47 is where we're at right now. Uh, so that, it, it, we're, it's, a, it's a group of 47 guys. It's 48 guys somewhere around there. I'm not 100% sure that uh, – uh, have a really good work ethic, and we're excited about that. And you asked me the first question, and I forgot to answer it. What was Starters work? coming back. Starters. Um, I think we have five on offense and five on defense. Is that right? Somewhere around there. Coach, before you go, touch on your schedule just a little bit. I know the region you're in is very competitive. Who do you look to to be the – the right. elite teams in the in the region right now. We're kind of a one day at a time uh, team. Uh, I can tell you our non-region will be Eider, Pisgah, Crossville, Glencoe. Three of those teams are local, uh, which is fantastic. We get to play and build a rivalry around the local for our non-region. Uh, Glencoe is obviously on the other side of Gadsden, and in our area, uh, Geraldine, Sylvania, Fife, Collinsville, Asbury, Brilliant Mountain. Uh, again, a lot of local teams. We're really excited about that schedule. Uh, Geraldine's going to have a good football team. Sylvania's going to have a foot, good football team. Fife's going to have a good football team. Collins has got Coach Willingham back. He's had a lot of success, uh, a lot of parity in the league. Uh, so we're excited to be able to play, play those teams and see how these guys compete against them. And I'll echo what you know, Coach Willingham said earlier. He said, you know, talking about how Fife's lost a bunch. Well, the guys they got coming back played more minutes than the ones that just left. So, I mean, uh, they're the team to beat. I mean, there's no doubt about that. They're the ones that, that uh, everybody's trying to bring their level up to. So. Uh, we hope we can uh, compete with them this year. For the players, and once again, uh, talk about a little bit outside of Brindley Mountain and Asbury in this region. You stay in county. Everybody stays in county to play everybody for the most part. A lot of schools don't get that opportunity uh, to play other guys that they know that they may go to church with, or their mom and dads work together. Talk about what that means to you to be able to compete against guys that uh, you look down the road a little bit and you say, hey, I know that guy. We may live a few miles apart and we go to two different schools, but what does that mean to you guys to get to play guys that you know and you don't have to go very far to find them? That just makes the rivalry better. I mean, you can look down years down the road and say, hey, remember this game? It just makes it a lot better. I agree with that. It just it allows you to know who you're playing and know them inside and out pretty much and know everything about them. Nobody else with a question for the Plainview Bears coach. Uh, thanks a lot for being with us today. Good luck uh, to uh, the Bears. Now, are you playing in a jamboree on the 20th? We're playing on the 19th. 19th. We're playing at Sand Rock. I believe we'll be playing Spring Garden and Cedar Bluff. Uh, I should be the late games, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. And you'll kick off the season uh, at Eider. I'm there. On, on August the 27th. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate you, and good luck to the Bears this year. Thanks for having us.
Okay. We'll continue this morning with the Sylvania Rams and uh, Coach Tyler Van. Uh, Coach Van, one of the new coaches in DeKalb County, came from Woodville to Sylvania uh, this year. So, Coach, uh, if you would introduce the guys or let them introduce themselves and give us some preseason comments on your Sylvania Rams. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, these guys with me here, um, I brought them here. They, they're voted on by the team, team captains, uh, Brody. Smith, quarterback, is voted on, and Sawyer Hughes are the two team captains for, for this year. And then the other two were the next top vote getters, so they're here today. And Brody, uh, he's done a good job working hard every single day. Styles, all these guys are. Uh, they're showing up every day doing what we ask of them, and we look forward to the season. We, we have an opportunity to play a bunch of good football teams, well-coached football teams, and, and be in a good football region, and we're excited about it, and we look forward to it. Coach, I know last year uh, when uh, Coach Putnam was here, I think 13 seniors on the team last year. Uh, talk about the returning players. You, you, you already talked about some of these guys. Uh, talk about uh, the returning players, experienced players coming back for the Rams this year. Yes, sir. Quarterback Brody Smith, he's returning. He's, he's got a good arm, uh, accurate thrower. We look forward to seeing what he's going to do this year. Uh, Sawyer Hughes plays receiver for us. Um, he's done a great job working on his feet, getting faster, uh, catching balls. He's done a great job for us. Uh, Xander Wooten down there on the end, uh, he's playing left guard for us, one of our better linemen, working his tail off in the weight room. And Styles Hughes right here playing running back for us. He's, he's coming back as well and doing a great job. We have a few more. Uh, Zach Anderson, sophomore. He's doing a great job for us running the football, working hard. we got a bunch of good returning players, and we look forward. We're going to be young in a lot of positions, but these guys, these seniors, I think they're going to lead us to a good year. Well, Coach Van, you know, last year he was at Woodville, and yeah, you've made the transition over to Sylvania. Talk about the community just a little bit. I know Sylvania, the community, really is an inspiration to these kids because, you know, they really back them. And so it had to be a good transition for you because you, it's a community-supported program, and they've had a lot of success in the past, and I'm sure you just want to build on that. Yes, sir. I can already tell you, I've been there a couple months, and the community's very involved. They want to be there. They want to work. They care about the football program, and they want to be good in football. And uh, that's a place any coach should want to be, at a place where they want you to work hard, they want you to win football games, but they also want you to make their kids better. All right, so when they leave our program, the goal is for them to be better young men, not only better football players, but better young men, and understand what they're going to endure in life and how football relates to that. So, Coach, could you all talk, excuse me, could you talk about your offensive and defensive philosophy for this team here in 2021? Yes, sir. On defense, we're going to be a lot of the same as they've been in the past few years with Coach Clark. So we'll stay at defensive coordinator. We're going to run a little gold or 3-4 and some 4-3 looks maybe. So, uh, And then on offense, we're going to spread it out. We're going to be a little bit different than we was at Woodville. We're going to spread it out a little bit more. Uh, we've got more athletes. We can move the ball around, get guys in space, and let them go to work. So uh, on offense, we'll spread it out be up-tempo, and uh, try to get the defense on their heels and keep it going. This is for Brody um, right here in the center. Um, 
you get a coach now in his first year that uh, not long ago was at the high school level playing quarterback. What if, uh, and, and by the way, I'm not much older than you. I remember watching you play. That makes me feel old, just, <laughs> and I'm only 30. But what does it mean for you to be able to uh, have a coach like that who has, who has been here and it wasn't that long ago? How have you utilized him and his experience at quarterback to help you grow? Experience, he just, he just knows the game of football and is just able to let me take that next step. I want to ask each of the players. Coach Putnam was there, I think, seven years. Coach Van has come in now. Talk about the difference between the two, the energy that maybe a new coach is coming in, has brought to the football team. I'd like for all four of you to answer that, please. Well, I honestly believe that it's a lot better. The energy, the atmosphere with Coach Van is just overall more positive. There's not more yelling, yelling, yelling. It's more, let me coach you, and let me show you what you're doing wrong. And, you know, we have music playing during practice, and it's just everybody's more upbeat. Every, like, you're excited to go to practice, and it's absolutely amazing. It's such a change, so much better than last year. I agree with Styles. He was, uh, it's just up-tempo, and it's a whole lot more efficient, and... We just get a whole lot more things done in the time we practice. Like Styles and the rest of them said, it's a whole lot better. Everything about it, just a whole lot more fun. Come out there and be ready. Just get more reps in in a shorter amount of time. We just have a lot of fun out there. <clears throat> Coach, this one's for you. Uh, just what, what led you to taking the Sylvania job in the offseason, that opening? And uh, what are some realistic expectations you have for this team heading into year one? Well, when, when this job came about, I was, I was excited to get a phone call about the job. Um, Sylvania's a place, if you're a football coach, you care about football and you want to play in a tough region and you want to make yourself better, Sylvania's a job you want. Um, you get to coach against some of the best coaches in the region. In the state of Alabama, you got Coach Benefield. Got some good coaches across the region that you get to coach against, make yourself better. Uh, and then you take the challenge on of, of coaching at a school where they care about football, they want to win football games. And if you don't win football games, more than likely you're getting fired. So, and if you don't like that, then you're in the wrong profession. I enjoy that. I like the pressure. I want to be good. I want to be great. I want to push these guys to be great. Um, so I enjoy the job. I'm glad I got the job. I'm blessed. Uh, what was your second question? Uh, compete every Friday night when you leave a football game where you've watched Sylvania play, there's no doubt who the hardest playing football team is. It's Sylvania. Win, lose, or draw, they're going to fight till the fourth quarter horn goes off. They're going to give everything they got, and they're going to take care of the football, and they're going to do all the little things the correct way. That's what, what you should expect to see on Friday night in Sylvania. I, I wanted to ask, you've had some really good quarterbacks at, at Wolverine. Um, and you have uh, your quarterback here on the, on the stage with us. Uh, things that you were expecting from him from that position and uh, how important that position is for you and what you do schematically, um, bring it over to Sylvania. Right. I've coached, when I was at Buckhorn, I coached a kid named Brandon McNeil, who's he's in college playing now. And 
uh, last year, I coached Jackson Peach, one of the better players I've coached in my, my time as a coach. And then Brody Smith, he's one of the most accurate arms I've been around. And we're trying to get the ball out quick. He's doing a good job with his feet. Um, in our offense, it's important, especially in our 70s game, that the ball comes out quick. If it's late, a second late, defenders are there to break it up. So he's done a great job of buying into what we want him to do on offense, whether it's a one-step, three-step, whether we rodeo him, whether we waggling. He's doing a good job with his feet. Because if your feet's not right, your first step's not correct, then the rest of it doesn't matter. That's every position on the football field. If you're not lined the correct way, if you're not taking a good first step, hand placement, whatever it is, the big scheme don't matter. And that's what we've been preaching. Brody does a good job of taking all them little things and making himself better every every single day. So I look forward to seeing what he's going to do this year. Coach Van, the first game of the season is against uh, Sacks. Yes. How much does the first game of the season set the tone for the whole season? It's huge. Uh, Sacks is a very good football team, well coached. Uh, we actually opened with DAR in the Jamboree on August the 12th, and then Sacks comes in uh, next Friday, the next Friday night for the first home game. And we look to set the tone there, try to go out compete again if we're just competing at a high level and not turning the ball over i think we can win every football game we play and if we do not turn the ball over that's that's important and do all the little things right and if we can win that football game it's gonna be a huge force it is a tone setter but sax is a real good football team when it's show up ready to play if we don't have a chance to win that game Coach Van, what do you take from Woodville being uh, your one-year head coaching experience there? What do you bring from there? What did you learn uh, just overall about yourself and the coaching profession as a whole uh, in the head coaching side of it? What do you bring from that and what experiences have helped you be where you are now? Well, that's a good question. Um, the, when you're an assistant football coach, you can always sit in a coach's office and you can always say, you know what, I'd do it this way. This is how I do it. I don't agree with that. You may be saying it in your head, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't do it that way. But when you sit in the chair, eyes are on you, you'd do it a little different way probably. Um, so when I took the job at Woodville, it was big for me to learn how to run an entire program. And at 1A level, if you have one guy go down, you lose three positions. And it's similar sometimes in 3A. Um, but just learning how to run a program from top to bottom, everything that goes into it was big for me at Woodville. And we had a pretty good football team. We Thought we should have won one or two more than we did, but <clears throat> we had a good football team, and I learned a lot from that experience that I look to take into Sylvania. And I'm also learning every year. Like, if we tell the players they need to get better every year, if we tell them they need to learn and get better every year, then I should learn and try to get better as a head football coach every single year. 25 years from now, I should be a way better football coach than I am right this second, and that's what I look to do. That's a good question. Made me think. I want to ask the players, all four of you, comment on this, please, that – I think Coach said the team has already elected some of you as captains and they voted for you guys to come and represent them here at Media Day today. Uh, what does that mean to you and what does it mean to you to represent uh, your football team and your school and your community? I feel very honored to be elected as one of the people to represent Savannah, uh, as one of the people that's always been to Savannah since pre-K. I feel that I should have been one to represent the school. I'm always there. I always make the school look good. That's what I'm there to do. Uh, like it feels pretty good to represent them. All of them are all really good. They work hard, do what they're supposed to do. That's all we can ask for. Well, uh, being a leader is very important and 
and uh, I feel like I can handle that weight on my shoulders when no one else can. And I can, uh, I represent Sylvania football very well because I'm a very good kid. So I feel like I was a good leader choice. Like what Sawyer said, I mean, the kids just look up to us, so we have to lead for them, go in the right way, set the like the bar. Coach Fan, one question for you. Yes, um, coming into Sylvania, how much of your coaching staff is left over from the last staff? Because familiarity's got to be a big thing. Coach Putnam, no doubt, was a great football coach, and the foundation's laid. But how much of your staff is still left? Right, we got Coach Clark, Coach Richards, and uh, Coach Mitchell. They were there previously. They're still on staff. Uh, I brought Coach Wilson with me from Woodville. Um, and then, so, Coach Lee, Justin Lee, I got him on staff. He's helping with the O-line as well. Um, so, Coach Richards, Mitch, Coach Mitchell, and Coach Clark are the three that was there last year that's there this year. Um, players seem to respond well to them. They love them, three coaches, and, and they've done a great job so far. And uh, Coach Clark's a very intelligent guy, does a great job with the defense, and uh, I look forward to, to working with him for years to come. I already tell you, he's a good guy, good coach, and, and players relate well with him. Any other questions for the Sylvania Rams this morning? If not, Coach, thanks for coming. Thank you, players, for coming. I wish you the best in the 2021 season. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We'll continue this morning with the Geraldine Bulldogs and Coach Michael Davis. 
uh, Coach Davis, a graduate of Geraldine, great running back a few years ago, and he's back to lead the Bulldogs in his first season. Coach, uh, would you uh, introduce the players or let them introduce themselves and give us some preseason comments about the Geraldine Bulldogs? Yeah, absolutely. And first and foremost, we want to thank you guys for what y'all do. Um, you know, you know, promoting high school sports as a whole. I think this is awesome and incredible. Um, it's come a long way just promoting, you know, in the southeast, it's awesome. But I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves, and we'll start over here at the far right. Um, I'm Ed Hernandez. I play a middle linebacker. I'm Caleb Hall. Uh, I'm a running back and a rover. I'm Bo Harper, and I play quarterback and corner. It's Caleb Benefield. I play O-line, D-line. Yeah, I just want to give you guys an overview of our season, how, you know, how things have been going so far. Um, you know, we've had an incredible summer. Uh, the guys have came in, they've bought in. Um, you know, we have five returning on defense and then four returning on offense. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of guys that no one really knows about yet because they had to play at a young age. But uh, we have a lot of, we feel like we have more coming back than what we really do. But uh, we have four coming back on uh, offense and five coming back on defense. And uh, these guys have done nothing but what we've asked, you know, and above and beyond. You know, they've had a really good offseason um, and bought in completely. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with where we're at. Uh, you know, I may change my mind next week when we put the pads on, but uh, I'll stay with what I, what I, that's what I think so far. But, uh, yeah. How important for you is it in your first job as a head coach to have a returning quarterback and one of the best running backs in the county coming back to lead that offense. Absolutely. And, you know, Bo started quarterback for us last year, but we have three guys that we feel like can play quarterback for us right now. So you can just imagine how intense practice has been. Um, these guys have been battling it out all summer. Um, and we look forward to having those guys continue to battle it out, you know, through fall camp. And we may not name a starting quarterback, until week two or week three, we don't know. So uh, we're, we're uh, up to this point, we're very impressed with all three of them. We feel comfortable. And then this guy to the right of me, he uh, obviously is a very good player. Um, and everyone knows him as a really good player. But what I'm impressed about Caleb is the, how much he's matured, you know, from, from the last few months, you know, just not as the football player, but off the field, you know, the things that he's done. You know, he's done nothing but the right thing off the field. He's, he hasn't missed a summer workout yet. He's been to camps all summer. He is truly buying in and, uh, and you know, he's, he's developing as a young man. So I'm, I'm very proud to have him back. Um, these two guys right here and then the guy to the right of me was a freshman last year. He got thrown in the fire. Uh, he played inside linebacker last year. He wasn't ready to play, but, you know, uh, due to COVID, some guys had to play, you know, and that's, that's what we were faced with. Um, so his leadership Ed's leadership's uh, been unbelievable. Um, and then Caleb Benefield, he's the guy that uh, we, we lean on in the trenches. He, he's an offensive defensive line guy. Um, he plays tackle for us on both sides of the ball. Um, he's been, you know, a leader as well. You know, he hasn't missed one summer workout. Uh, he leads by example. He's not going to say a whole lot, but when he does, people listen because they know he means business. So I'm proud to have every single one of these guys. And there's, just because these guys are up here, there's a whole lot of guys that should be on the stage. Uh, but they were voted on by their teammates to come up here and represent Geraldine High School. Um, but like I said, if I could have brought about seven more guys, they'd be up here with us as well. So proud of these guys.
Coach, being that this is your first season, uh, what, what is your excitement level? Um, what will it be that first night that you finally um, are able to step out on the field as a head coach and be on those sidelines? And what are expectations you have for this team and for yourself this year? Uh, you know, we, the biggest deal is, and I'll go back to what we've been talking about this offseason, is, you know, we took this summer just to focus on us. And people say, yeah, we focus on us, but what does that really look like? Uh, we truly focus, focused on us all summer. No OTAs, no seven-on-sevens. We truly focused on us in character development because it's bigger than the game. You know, it's, it's bigger than us. You know, um, it's amazing what football will do for people, you know, and what, what it brings to the table um, for these young men. But it's bigger than the game. Geraldine football has always put out a physical brand of football, um, but there's been something missing. There's been something missing, so we've used this summer and this offseason to find it. And, and the biggest deal is, is for these guys to find their purpose and the, their reason why they play the game. So we've really focused on us um, all summer and uh, you know, character development and, and showing these guys that it's bigger than them. Um, it's, it's about us as a team. And uh, moving forward, I feel like it's, it's, it's grown us it's closer together this summer as well. Well, Coach Davis, first of all, congratulations on your new job. This is for the players. Guys, you know, Coach Waldrop has been at Geraldine. That's who you've been used to. What are the positives Coach Davis brings uh, that you like about him so far? Um, the locker room is better, better atmosphere. Um, there's more leaders on the field and in the field house. I guess we feel more accountable. Uh, not only just Coach Davis, but all the coaches that he's got coaching with him. Uh, our relationships with the coaches are, compared to last year, they're, they're a whole lot better. You know, I don't know. I just like having relationships. Like Hall said, the relationships is better with coaches. And uh, the energy he's brought this year is more than we could ask for, and that's what I like. The locker room, it's, it's gotten a lot better. We have good relationships with coaches, players, everybody, the community even. And the energy that we bring every day, it's, it's up there. Coach, I have a two-part question. First of all, thank you. Your excitement level of being entrusted with uh, the coaching job at your alma mater, and the second question, will we see any changes in the Geraldine offense, defense than we've seen the last few years? Yes, um, and I'll answer that second question, absolutely. You know, coaches, coaches always have things that they like to do offensively and defensively, but that's not always the case in what you need to be doing. You know, you can't, you can't fit a square peg into a round hole, so you, do, you need to do what your kids can do. And, you know, it's, you know, the last man on a, a napkin will always win. <laughs> These coaches can tell you that. But, uh, yeah, so we, we, we're going to do things a little bit different. So we'll talk about the defense side of the ball. Like, so our safeties have had to move around as far as scheme. We have a lot of smaller guys and on the offensive defensive line. We don't have a whole lot of depth. So our defensive scheme has changed, you know. And um, so we're putting a whole lot more speed on the, on the field as far as defensive. And, and we're getting more depth because we've changed schemes and we've moved our safeties to outside linebackers, getting more athletes down there. Um, and you say they're safeties, but these guys are physical now. And, and these guys, I feel like they really can play. 
Um, so we've put them in position to be uh, successful on the defense side of the ball. And, of course, offense, we have changed. You know, we're – I can't tell you, I can't give these coaches in here any, uh, any secrets. I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, we, we're changed offense as well um, to, to feature more of a running attack. You know, I mean, I say that, but Geraldine, that's all they have ever done. But um, to feature – our better players, you know, and get, get uh, the playmakers the ball and things like that and something that fits them a little better. Yeah. Coach, when you got hired and you began the process of hiring your staff, you ended up with one young man who I'm very familiar with. He serves as youth pastor here in town at Nazareth Baptist Church and Ethan Jones. Uh, talk about that process of speaking to him and what that brought in with his experience at Crossville. And I know that you guys have only just begun practice really and haven't coached a down in an actual game yet together. But what has he brought to the table through all of this offseason? I've seen you guys go on these uh, retreats to kind of build team chemistry. What has Ethan brought to the table? Able to be the, your defensive coordinator, you know, you know, Ethan, he's a uh, he knows the game, you know, but it's bigger than that. Like we talked about, I, when I had the opportunity to bring in coaches, we wanted to bring in coaches that we wanted to surround these guys with, you know, um, and he he checked all the boxes. You know, Ethan's a stand-up guy. He's a youth pastor. Um, he brings a lot of energy. He's going to do things right. He's a man of integrity. I can't say enough things about Coach Jones because. He's fantastic. He's fantastic for the kids. They buy into what he's saying. Um, and he can, he can relate to these guys. And, you know, that's, that's really big because if, if he knows what they're thinking they th and they know what he's thinking, it goes a long way. Um, but they, they've, uh, they've grown really co uh, close with Coach Jones as well as me. You know, I trust him 100%. He's loyal. Um, I'm glad to have him. I'm glad to have him. Hey, Coach Davis, you go from playing at Geraldine did you ever dream or imagine about being the head coach? And to the players, you see him, he plays, he played there. Is that something that y'all would like to do? Is that a question for me? Okay. Um, yeah, I've had this dream since 10th grade. Since 10th grade. Now, did I ever think it would happen this fast? Obviously not, you know. Uh, but the Lord, he works in mysterious ways. I truly believe that. And um, it was the, the right timing. And I felt like I was brought here. Um, there was times last year where it was hard to leave Crossville High School because I developed a relationship with those guys. Um, so a lot of times last year I'd question myself that I make the right choice, you know, just questioning when I shouldn't have. But these guys needed something, and I knew that. I knew these guys needed something. I knew Geraldine football needed something because I've seen it from a, you know, from a player's standpoint, what it was missing, you know. Um, I had, I had a fantastic coach in Coach Arnold. He did a fantastic job. Um, but, you know, times are changing. You know, times are changing, and um, kids need more. It's instant gratification world now. You know, kids in social media, things like that, they, they, want, they want things now. You know, they want things now, and, and they, don't, they don't really see the bigger picture. They want it now. They don't, they don't want to buy into the process, things like that. So now understanding what these kids need, and I can relate to these guys. Um, you know, if I'm a relationships coach. Um, I feel like that's what's really been missing. And uh, because these guys, they're, they're hungry for success. They are. And, um, you know, the wins have been there, but they're, they're hungry for more than that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a dream of mine since the 10th grade to answer your question. Question for the players. I think Coach said when he started his comments that the team elected you four to be here today to represent the team. 
at Media Day. Would each of you speak on what that means to you to represent your team, the school, and the community there, Geraldine? It, it means everything to me. You know, I love my, my teammates, my coaches, and I love being able to, to help them in need and when they need help, and they're able to help me as well. And I like having a, a voice in the locker room to pick them up when they're down. Uh, really, I like the fact that I can be called a leader around the team. Uh, it means a lot because I can tell somebody something to help them out and they'll, they'll listen. Uh, as a running back, just the people that ain't necessarily getting a lot of playing time, like we're going to have subs, but the ones that ain't starting, they ain't, they ain't getting down or anything because they know we have enough people that we're just going to sub in and out and we'll, nobody will ever get tired. It's an honor for me to be up here with these four guys to to be a leader of drilling drilling football and just being here with them just really means something to me and I'm a senior this year so it's it's going to be hard for me when I go but I'm just proud to be up here with these these men. It's really a privilege to be able to come up here and represent the whole community really. Um like Coach said earlier, we could have six or seven more people up here, but the fact that they chose us, that really means something. Any other questions for the Geraldine Bulldogs from our media this morning? If not, thanks, Coach. Thanks, players. Good luck to the Geraldine Bulldogs. Coach, do you, you have played Jamboree on the 19th or the 20th? Yeah, okay. we, play, we play August 20th yeah, against, at home versus Piedmont. Against Piedmont in a jamboree. Absolutely. That's your bite, big bite there for the Bulldogs, isn't it? Playing the Piedmont Bulldogs. Depends on which Bulldogs you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Coach. Thank you all.
We'll continue this morning with the Crossville Lions. Coach Josh Taylor uh, in his first season as head football coach uh, for the Crossville Lions, coming from Springville, I think, as an assistant. Uh, coach, would you either introduce the players, let them introduce themselves, and, and give us your preseason comments about the Lions? Absolutely. Go ahead, guys. Uh, my name is uh, Javier Juan. I'm a linebacker and a tight end and a punter. I'm Kobe Leslie. I play tailback and safety. Uh, I'm Dylan Clark, and I play tight end and linebacker. Uh, I'm Dakota Colsey. I play fullback and middle linebacker. I'm Christopher Nix. I play tight end and defensive end. I'll start by saying thank you so much to Allen and WQSB for allowing us to be here today. Uh, this team is a team that defies expectations, specifically outside expectations. Uh, there was a lot of negatives surrounding this program in the spring, uh, and I'll kind of go through that list. Uh, most folks believe we were not going to be able to field a team, uh, and as you can see, we are. Uh, they said we wouldn't be able to have enough players to do a successful spring. Uh, we had 50 varsity players come out for spring training. We had enough to do two teams against each other in a spring inter-squad scrimmage uh, with enough players to really do two sets uh, for each team. Uh, we wouldn't be able to develop a quarterback or throw the football. Uh, we've been able to establish two quarterbacks, uh, ninth grader uh, Jaden Heflin and junior Caleb Causey. Uh, they've been working real hard, uh, getting some good development, and uh, we're excited about that. Uh, I, w I was told we wouldn't be able to get our Hispanic student population out, and over 70% uh, of the team actually uh, is Hispanic student athletes. Uh, also told we wouldn't be able to get kids coming to workouts. Uh, we've consistently had 30 to 35 kids showing up for workouts for the majority of the team. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do 7v7 because the team hadn't passed the ball in two years. Uh, we've been playing. Uh, we played Southeastern Asbury, uh, had a great time, won a couple games, and got a lot of confidence. Uh, saying that the Booster Club wasn't going to be there, I got a great support uh, from the Booster Club, uh, great officers. I got great parents. Uh, you couldn't ask for better people. Uh, and the last thing on our list is to win football games. Uh, everybody expects us to go 0-10, and, and I can promise you this, we're going to play and be competitive in every single game that we play. Some other things that are really important to me is uh, Dakota Causey here, he suffered uh, injury during spring uh, in which he had broken his tibia and fibula. And uh, with an injury like that, it's hard to come back from, uh, and he's defied all odds as well. Uh, he's going to be ready uh, by our first game, which is a testa testament to him because he's been doing the physical therapy and doing all the things necessary to come back to football. And that just kind of shows you the type of kids we have. Uh, another uh, point that I'd like to make is I, I lost my older brother uh, July 3rd um, to multiple organ failure, and it hit my family really hard. Uh, he was my mentor throughout my life. Uh, he was a person that got me uh, interested in playing football. Um, and so uh, the team has honored him uh, and my family. Uh, we'll be wearing uh, stickers on the back of our helmets. And this was the coaches and players idea. Uh, it's my brother's initials, CR, Chris Riddle. Uh, he was number 75 when he played at Pleasant Grove back in the 90s. So it's been real special. We have a great, great community. I could not ask for a better uh, team. I could not ask for better coaches. Um, 
And speaking of coaches, uh, we have a full staff. On the defensive side, Chuck Dutton's going to be our defensive coordinator. Uh, Riley Edwards is going to be our defensive line coach. Mark Patterson, uh, who just joined us, he'll be our defensive backs coach. On the offensive side, Kent Colvin will be our offensive coordinator and working with the skill players. And then, of course, I'll be working with the offensive line. We also have two uh, middle school coaches with Blake Wilkes, uh, who's a Crossville native. He'll be the middle school head coach. And also, we just added Seth Phillips, who will be working with the line for the middle school. Well, Coach Taylor, that sounds like, you know, the biggest thing it seems like with the Crossville football program has been stability. You know, and these kids can't find anybody to trust. It sounds like, with the way you're talking, that you're going to be good for this football program. It sounds like you're starting to unite this football team, which spills over into the community, because you've got to have interest. Playing at a 5A level you guys play at, it's tough, and you know, it definitely has been, but the success has not been there. Do you feel like you're beginning to lay that foundation and these kids are going to believe in you? Because that's what it takes. You know, they have met me halfway. Uh, I, I came in and I told them things are going to be different. Uh, you know, just like Coach Davis had talked about, it's all about relationships. If you don't build relationships with players, they're not going to trust you. If they don't trust you, they're not going to play or they're not going to play to the potential that they can. So it's all about building those relationships. And I think we've done a really good job this summer in team building exercises, getting together with things outside of football. And I really think it's brought all of us, including our community, back together. Coach, could you talk about your philosophy on offense and defense, the changes that we may see in this year's Lions team? Absolutely. You know, they were, Coach Darnell had a single wing approach, uh, and it worked pretty well. Um, we did graduate 16 seniors, so the majority of those players were, in fact, that single wing offense. Uh, we returned two starters, uh, Colby Leslie and Dakota Causey, and that's it. So we're able to redevelop and fundamentally change everything. We're going to be traditionally wing T based because that's where I come from. And on defense, we're going to keep being multiple out of a 3 4. Question for the players, and I'd like all of you to answer this question. Uh, Phil alluded to the fact that the last four or five years there's been transition in the coaching staff at Crossville. Coach Taylor comes in, brand new coach. What do you see as a difference between what was there before and what ta Coach Taylor's brought in? Uh, I just feel like we're stronger as a unit. The team is really holding together better. There's better relationships. We all kind of just, everybody gets along a lot better than when it was basically playing with the coaches. Um, me and Colby, we've went through three total head coach changes throughout our whole high school career. It's been tough because we don't have any stability. As y'all said, there's no stability. Um, but. Me and Kobe's had to play with each other. Like we can't play for the ten, like for the coaches. We have to play for each other. Because if you don't play for each other, then there's really no point in playing. Um, and that's what I'm trying to get through this team's head. And all of us are as a team. Like we're a team. T like we're team. Like that's all we're going to do. We're going to be a team. Um, play together. We've never really had any leadership. Um, and I feel like the leadership roles have really, really kicked in this year. I mean, we went from having me guys last year. It was all me guys. They played for themselves, and they never really played for the team. 
this year everybody's playing for each other. There's a lot of leaders on our team, and I feel like there's going to be a really good change for the cross the lines. Hey, Coach, I, I wanted to ask, just from your opening statements, what does this mean to, to you uh, as a, a leader of young men, as a head coach, uh, trying to ask uh, a lot of questions that have previously been asked, trying to turn the Crossville program around? Um, it just seems like it means a ton for you. Absolutely. I'm passionate about football, but I'm also passionate about building relationships. Uh, I'm able to, to really convert a lot of the things I learned in the Army and the Army Reserves over uh, to the side of being a leader of young men. I've had the opportunity to be a non-commissioned officer in the United States Army for over 10 years, and it's been a blessing because I've been able to translate those skills into my civilian life, and I can tell you it works. Uh, these kids are, are really, I mean, I'd take them to war with me any day. I cannot ask for a better group of men because they have been able to trust me. Uh, you know, trust is such a hard thing to build when you first come into a program, a business, even a military unit. And uh, I'm just thankful that these guys have met me that halfway and we have really took off since then. This one is for the players, and I'd like them all to answer if they can. Uh, we've already kind of alluded to it. Things have been a little hard on, on Cross for the last five or six years, all the coaching turnovers. You mentioned uh, three in your uh, career as a player. Uh, but what do you expect of yourselves this year, not just under a new coach, but as leaders of this football team? What do you expect of yourselves, and how do you make those expectations transition to your teammates? Uh, I really I expect the best for all of us. I expect us to stick together as a unit, not break apart like we have the years before, because we started off strong and then just fell apart. It's happened nearly every year since we started losing coaches. And I just, I hope that that doesn't happen this year and we can stay together as a unit through the entire year. Um, cross the lines, we've always been really well throughout our career like we've done good it's just we would always shoot ourselves in the foot it would be we'd be pushing the ball dropping the ball down the field driving it driving it driving it we'd almost score shoot ourselves in the foot we'd be back 20 yards on a penalty stupid penalty it'd be it'd be nothing and then one person would get mad at another and it would just trickle down to the whole team and then the whole team would get down and that's been our problem but I really feel like that won't be a problem this year we got a lot of trust in each other um, like, like I said, the leadership is just outstanding. Like, through my high school career, I've not seen Crossville like this with leadership. It's always been me, guys. This guy, he's the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No. This year, we're all equal. Like, we all see each other equally. Um, it's, we're going to put the best, best 11 out there, but we got just the amount of skill right behind us to back us up. Good. All right. Coach, I had one question for you. There has to be something out there. What attracted you to this job? To be honest with you, uh, Mr. Peppers at Crossville, I don't think that there's a better administrator in the state of Alabama. Uh, having the conversation with him, uh, seeing his vision for this team and for our school uh, for the future, I mean, one-year plan, five-year plan, ten-year plan, uh, to be honest with you, that got me really excited. Uh, you know, I, I was already interested in the job when I, when I interviewed, but getting to talk to him, uh, our 
vision and our goals aligned, and it's just been a great, great situation. I, I don't think that there's a better administrator uh, in this state, and I mean that heartfully. Coach, I know you're excited. This is your first head coaching job coming to Crossville. Talk about your background uh, because you're from out of the area. Not a lot of folks know you. You were from, I believe, Springville. You were coaching in Springville. Could you give us a little bit of your football background? Absolutely. Uh, so I was an offensive lineman, defensive lineman in high school. Uh, and so when I got out of high school, went to college. Out of college, I went ahead and joined the military. Uh, and when I got out of my, my active duty contract, I went to Auburn Middle School. That was the first place that I worked. And I was under uh, Coach Carter and then Coach Weingarten uh, as a middle school offensive line coach. And uh, I loved it. Uh, I, I felt like this was going to be my path. Uh, we ended up, after uh, my tour of duty in the Middle East in 2014, uh, I just, my wife and I decided to move to Florida for a little while. Uh, we went to Pace High School, in which I got a little bit of OC experience and continued with the offensive line there. Uh, then I got a call. Uh, really close back to home, uh, Rimlap, Alabama was Southeastern. Uh, their coach, Coach Kevin Bird, uh, met me in Evergreen, Alabama uh, to have a, a nice little interview. And I felt like that was a, the right move. I went up there and, and I was the offensive coordinator uh, there and I enjoyed it so much. We had great kids there. Uh, and then home came calling. So I went back to Springville, uh, helped with uh, run game coordination and, and offensive line. And I, I loved it. I felt like I learned a lot from each coach that I've been under. And it's really helped prepare me for this situation that we're here. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys, for being here at Media Day today. I believe you open on the road at New Hope on the 20th. We've changed that to the 21st. We're going to play on Saturday. We're going to play on Saturday night then. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Thank you. Good luck to the Lions this season. Go Lions.
Better late than never. He says he doesn't read my text. I texted him yesterday, Tom Bevel Center. He goes to the Civic Center. Yeah. But coach, as, as Phil Harris says, you're the star, so you can show up anytime you want to. We were actually on time. Oh, okay. 30 seconds. We First 30 of seconds all, early. of course, everybody knows, I'm not going to introduce him. I'm just going to say congratulations on being named the State of Alabama Coach of the Year for all classifications. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Introduce uh, your team or let them introduce yourselves, the guys you bring, brought with you. And let's talk about the Five Red Devils. Okay. This is Kyle Dukes with all these guys, seniors, of course. Um, Will Stevens and Austin Mulligan. You need positions? We no. don't know. They play everywhere. so we... uh, Just give us a preseason view of the uh, Five Red Devils to get started this morning. Well, we're just uh, trying to – Stay on task, working hard, and um, doing the same old stuff we've been doing, I guess. It gets, it gets old, I'm sure, to these guys. But, uh, you know, we know we uh, graduated a, a great group of kids. And we got some good kids coming back. So we'll see what happens. You know, I, I know you don't want to dwell in the past, and I always brag on you because you won't brag on yourself. Uh, but that's why I let you hang around. There you go. On. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm your hype man, your unofficial <laughs> hype man. That's right. um, I, I just want to just ask for for you and players, uh, with the success that you all have had over the last you know number of years. Of course, winning a three A title last year. Uh, the mentality and the mindset of just winter, spring fall camp leading into the season has anything changed or more importantly has it ramped up more considering uh you kind of have the the, the proverbial target on your back at the 3a level now uh, we we just try to work every year the same and you know you're you're uh, competing against the weight room some days and competing against the guy next to you and we try to hold everybody accountable to do what they're supposed to be doing. That's why we don't have but 27, 8, 9, somewhere like that. Um, but, you know, they paid the price to be where they're at. And uh, nothing's changed because, you know, I, there's always something out there that keeps my fires burning, whether it's talk of this and talk of that. And there's always something out there. If not, I'll find something. But, you know, that's why I'm officially retired, but I'm going to coach, just coaching. So, uh, no, nothing, nothing any different as far as preparation and, and not going too long as I'm there. We're going to take one game at a time and, and work every day to get better somewhere, somehow. This is a question for the players. So last season was the first season competing in 3A, and you went on to win a state championship. So can you take us back to that day? What was going through your mind, and what's the mentality for this season? Um, we just want to come back and try to do the same thing and just keep doing what we've done every day in the weight room and on the practice field and always just keep the main thing first. Um, probably try to work harder than we did last year and uh, just keep the same mentality. Uh, 
to stay focused uh, throughout our difficulties and always keep a straight mind. Coach, question for you. Can you take us through a day in the life now that you're going to be officially retired and just coaching football? Not much difference. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, uh, I'm going to the weight room every day. I'm, I'm not going to miss that anyway. Because um, I think that's why we're where we are. And, and I, you know, I wish I could go in some days and take it easy and relax, but that's just not in my DNA, I guess. So, you know, maybe this spring or this deer season I'll have a little more time, but probably not much difference. And real quick for the player, since he did get coach of the year, just kind of describe what it's like playing for someone of his caliber. Well, I mean, it's good to have a coach like him because you get life lessons and get to take everything, not just the football field, just kind of always throughout life. Yeah, like Kyle said, it's amazing playing for a coach like that. And he always gives you life lessons. Like, you'll help. It'll help you in life later down the road. Yeah, it's just the stories he tells us every day. And the way he works us, wants us to get better, everything we do. This question's yeah. also for the players. You guys got the t-shirts. See, so you got the three rings on the one hand. Uh, what, what keeps you guys driven? Uh, is it to continue to uphold that five standard going forward? Like, what, what keeps the wheels rolling in your guys' heads? Well, I mean, as a high school player, you most people always want to win state, and then once you have someone to push you, and then you got people in the weight room and in the locker room, and you always kind of just talk about it, and you kind of do the extra things just to make it happen. Probably keeping the drive in my head is uh, just thinking about how we can win state this year, if we can work hard and take one game at a time. Yeah, it's just the weekly preparation and consistency we do with it. And I'd like to speak on that too. We're not, every year don't talk about state championships really. We just try to do what we're supposed to do that day and uh, I don't think it. I think they'll tell you. I don't. I don't get up and make no speeches about winning the state. We want to be winners, and we can be winners in lots of ways other than winning the state. And that just sometimes happen, happens. But uh, you know, you can, you can prepare and do everything it takes to be a winner, and and play hard as you can play, and you are a winner, uh, regardless at the end of the year, what happens. This will be for the players because I get to talk with Coach every Thursday during the season. I don't get to talk with you guys much, so I'll ask the players this. Uh, with as many seniors as have graduated off this last team, uh, and, and more specifically leaders within that senior class like Ike Rowell and, and uh, Caleb Lyles and uh, even Brody Dalton headed off to UAB, uh, what does it mean for you guys not only to be seniors now but to have to kind of step up, take that mantra of, okay, we, we were contributors, we were, we, were, we were leaders on this last year's team, but now this is our team what does that mean to you guys that this is your team now well you kind of just want to drive everybody just to want to do the right things and 
give it their all and always just understand why they're doing what they're doing and it's not just punishment it's for a good reason um definitely to keep them pushing forward and work harder than they ever have before plays a big role just like coach said uh, seniors this year has got to step up more than they did last year and the, the juniors this year got to step up more than they did last year just a chain of stepping up you know, coach Benefield you've been in this a long time and you and I know wins and losses are very important but what keeps the fire burning for you is it the relationship with the kids to see them be successful and becoming winners in the game of life not just on the football field Sure. I mean, that's part of it. It's always been a uh, responsibility of coaches to uh, hopefully a, a, a guy that leaves your program be a better person than before he got to it. Um, now, people choose not to stay with it because it's it's not easy. We had a shirt printed a couple of years ago that it's easy. It's hard to play for us. It's harder to play against us. So that's just the way our motto is. It's going to be hard playing for us too and uh, you have to sacrifice and and uh, there is a part of your life that's in, involved in that certain times of the year that um, you know I don't take any excuses or whatever you want to call them reasons to miss uh, you're going to be there if you're going to play football if you're not you don't have to play it's a it's a privilege it's not a a right to play so now I'm not going to change. I don't see too late for me to change. Coach, I know you brought three outstanding players, three leaders of your football team. You lost some, a lot of good players. You've already talked about that. Talk about some of the guys that we may not have heard of that's got to step into important positions for the Red Devils to be successful again this year. Well, these three guys here have got to, got to play very, very well every night and better than they've ever played. Um, you know, we don't have but five seniors, so uh, we don't have but eight, seven or eight juniors. So, but anyway, we are what we are. And, uh, you know, like Tucker Wilps, he's a freshman. He will be one of our guys on the line that, that we're looking to. Um, Brody Hicks, um, Evan Chandler, Jake Wooden. Um, guys like that, got, uh, Jair Balcazar really had a good summer. We hope that turns into good fall and, and all that. Uh, you know, we just, uh, we just want to play really, really hard every night and, and go practice hard every day, and which working out hard, practicing hard, everything leads to, to uh, when it gets to Friday night, then I hadn't got anything else to do but go hard. Or go home, I guess. Used to be a T-shirt like that or hanging around. So anyway, we'll do the best we can. And somebody beats us, we'll shake their hand, and uh, they're better than we were that night. And we'll go to practice the next day just like we would if we won. And we'll watch film, and we'll try to get better as the year goes on. And barring injuries, you know, we'll, we'll be competitive, I hope. I think you told me last week that uh, you've scheduled a jamboree on the 12th with Mars Hill. Mars Hill. Is that right? Two state champions playing a jamboree at, at five? Right. 
That's right. Might as well play the best right off the jump. So you're going to find out what you've got in a jamboree? So. Might not be anything I can do about it because I haven't got but 20. But, you know, we'll find out what we got. Try to get better with that. That will make you better. Playing better teams will make you better. Another question for Coach Benefield. All right, Coach. Congratulations again. Thanks for being with us today. Good luck to the Red Devils for 2021. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. We'll continue. Is it afternoon? I guess it's noon now. So uh, we'll continue with uh, the Four Paint Wildcats and Coach Chris Elmore. And his third season, I believe, as the Wildcats head coach. Coach, would uh, you introduce the players or let them introduce themselves and give us some preseason comments on your Wildcats? All right, we'll do. Um, not fired up about following the five Red Devils. That's kind of a hard, hard act to follow. So. But uh, it's always good to hear Coach Benefield talk. Um, help, helps me out every time I hear him. I've got on, the, on my far right Sawyer Burt, uh, a senior tight end for us. And I've got a guy some people have heard about, uh, Alex McPherson, our kicker. Uh, and then on my left is Daryl Prater, uh, kind of a do-it-all guy for us, plays defensive line and running back. And then a, a three-year starter for us at center, uh, Eli Frazier. Um, as far as, you know, the season and expectations, uh, you know, similar to some of the stuff he said, we're going to, you know, the goal every year is like everybody else is to try to lay the best we can play, whatever that may be. Um, uh, I'll say this, you know, I think any coach would, would tell you that they hope to have a team one time in their career, and this will be, uh, I guess, year nine for me as a head coach, uh, five at Chelsea and three here, and this will be my fourth year here. This is shaping up to be, at least right now, the, the most enjoyable team that, I, that I've had the chance to coach is not just because we've got some good players, and we do. I've got four really good players with me today. Um, all four guys have got uh, you know, high potential to play at the next level. But we've also got just a bunch of guys on the team that just, and we talked, I talked about this morning when we finished practice, we just got a bunch of guys that love football. They just love being out at practice, love competing, love learning about the game. Um, and, and it really makes my job easy because, you know, I guess every year I've done this up until this year, you've always got that two or three, maybe four guys on the team that you feel like you kind of got to drag it out of them to get there and you kind of got to, you know, stay on them about being uh, to practice on time or whatever it is or, or practicing at a high level. Uh, and I'm just, I'm honestly telling you right now that this, this team 
is easy to coach because they, they want to be there. And they, uh, we, we practiced seven times this week, uh, had two two-a-days. Every day was in the morning, and of course had two afternoon practices. Uh, and, and we're there, we're all there, we're all trying to get better. And, uh, and, and they, like I said, they, they want to learn, that they want to see uh, why they did something wrong and how do they do it better. And uh, uh, so does that mean we'll win a lot of games? I have no idea. I, have, I don't know. But I know one thing, it's going to be fun to coach them because uh, they're going to enjoy competing every Friday night and, uh, and going to want to get better from game one to, to the last game of the year, whenever that may be. Hey, Coach. How are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm well. Um, I know they're going to talk amongst themselves when you're not around, and I, and I know they feel like they could be a really good football team. What makes this group just leading into, you know, week zero and jamboree time and whatnot that you believe that they can be a special group to kind of, kind of springboard them from last year to, to this year and, and make a special run? We've got a lot of guys that have played a lot of footballs. Number one, uh, you know, Sawyer is a four-year starter for us. Of course, Alex has been kicking for us since his ninth grade year. Uh, you know, Daryl started as a 10th grader for us, and, and Eli started as a 10th grader for us. So that's just four guys in particular. And we've got some more guys that have got a lot of experience too. Now, we're, we're young in some spots. We'll have a brand new quarterback this year. We'll, we'll have uh, a couple of brand new linemen. Uh, so it's not like we return everybody, but, but I think the exciting thing for us, and I think they would tell you the same thing, is, is these guys have been playing uh, a lot together. And, um, in, you know, the last two you know, years we've, we've made the playoffs, or last three years really. But um, so, yeah. The experience, I think, is the, is the biggest thing. And again, I, you know, I, I've got a center sitting over here that can literally tell you what everybody on offense does. I mean, he can. I mean, he, I, I get on my receivers all the time. When we're in film. I say, okay, somebody tell me what so-and-so has there right here. I say, somebody besides Eli. Eli don't say anything because he knows. He knows what everybody does. Uh, and Sawyer's the same way, too. Sawyer can tell you what everybody on offense does, um, and, and Daryl can do the same thing defensively. So when you've got you know, that much experience, and, and, I, and this is an interesting year for me in that uh, uh, being a coach's kid like I am, I've got a bunch of coaches' kids on my team. You know, Daryl's a coach's kid. His dad's our defensive coordinator. Um, our quarterback, Jake Barnes, his dad was the defensive coordinator for Fort Payne a long time now. He's our principal, Patrick Barnes. So we've got a lot of guys that just – just love football and love the game and love learning about it. And, and uh, I don't know what Eli's going to do one day with his life, but if he doesn't coach, he's, he's missing a great opportunity because he's a coach on the field every time we walk out there. Um, so that's to me, and again, I don't know how many games we'll win. I have no idea. But I, I feel confident to say that I think these guys will be ready to play every Friday night. And then if we're good enough to beat the team they're playing, then we will. If we're not, if they're better than we are, then they're just better than we are. And kind of like Coach Benefield said, we'll tip our cap to them and, and go on our way. But I think this group will show back up the next Monday ready to, to get better again. How do we improve? How do, how do we make ourselves better? And, you know, I don't know if that it's, – it's the, the competition of all of them. And all four of these guys with me, and it's kind of – Alex, is, it'll start with him. Nobody's harder on him than he is. He has high expectations for himself. And that kind of bleeds throughout the entire team, and, and they all want – the best for themselves, and that kind of makes uh, our team kind of feed off that, if you will. This is for the players. We just heard Coach say a few minutes ago that he thinks this is his most enjoyable team, I believe is the, the way you said it. Why do you think you guys think it's the most enjoyable team? You guys are in the locker room every day. You guys are working out. You guys are running the laps. Why is this the most enjoyable team for Coach Elmore? 
Um, for me, I think it's uh, definitely the most enjoyable because we're the funniest. I mean, we just make a joke out of everything. You know, we take it serious at times when we need to, but we're always willing to have fun with each other in the locker room, on the field. Whenever we're, we can be serious when we need to be, but, you know, we always like to have fun too. So I think that's why we're super enjoyable. We like to be around coach, great guy, great coach, you know, for all of us, great mentor. And um, so, yeah, we just, we just like to have fun, but when we're serious, we're serious. So I think that's why it's enjoyable because we can be serious when we need to, but when we're not, we're a lot of goofy guys like to have fun, so. Uh, I'm kind of like with Alex. We're, we're a bunch of goofy guys. We always find the positives, and no matter what we're doing, even if we've messed up, well, at least we did this good. Um, and then, like he said, we can have that killer mentality when we need to. And we've got great coaches, great people to be around, great teachers, everything. So I think that's, that's why. I think our team is very enjoyable because most of our team has been around each other since middle school and we have that great chemistry and we just love to be around each other. I think our team is enjoyable because we're just friends. We all hang out every day. We're together after practice, before practice. I mean, we go to eat together. We're just close, close bonded together. Makes it an enjoyable team. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> Two-part question for Alex. So you most recently committed to Auburn. So what stood out to you about Coach Harson's program? And then also Coach said you set high expectations for yourself. So what expectations have you set for this last season? Um, for me and Auburn, I, uh, I definitely enjoy, like, Coach Harson and his staff are great people, great coaches. You know, they always, kind of like Coach Elmer, they want to build you as a football player, but also as a person. So they're one of the schools that really got to know me as a person instead of just a player. And that really spoke volumes to me about how they coach and how they are as people. And so for me, that's, that's ultimately one of the decision makers for me. Great town, great people, great coaches. You know, you can't beat that. But um, for me this season, you know, for me, after all this recruiting's over, I'm just going to have fun, honestly. This season, I'm I don't have as much pressure on myself as I had in the past. You know, obviously I want to perform great. Like, I, that's definitely what I want to do. But, um, you know, I just want to have fun, yeah, for my senior season. But there's definitely going to be uh, hopefully some long field goals, some uh, big kickoffs, big punts. But yeah, I just want to have a lot of fun. Hopefully not miss. Let's hope that. But, um, but yeah, you know, not as much pressure this year. Just have fun, be myself. So, uh, Coach Elmore, you've definitely put your stamp on this football program. Right now, there's a lot of interest in this football team, uh, not only community-wise, but the kids. You know, they're reflecting it. They're enjoying themselves. They're having fun. Uh, you got several kids out this year. Yeah, we've got 104, 9 through 12, which is about 20 more than last year. So, um, and I don't. Somebody's asked me why. I don't. I don't know what the answer is. To be honest with you, I hope it's what you said. I hope that we, the way we uh, try to treat them, and the way we try to work them, and the way we try to, uh, you know, develop them not only as players but as people. I hope that that maybe has. Uh, become a little contagious and made more people want to be a part of it and um, uh, so we've got a few few new guys out that uh, hadn't been with us before and, and I heard one of them say the other day that he, you know, he hadn't had been out been playing basketball running track and he decided to come out this summer and I heard him say to somebody I, I don't know why I didn't play football soon, sooner I have so much fun out here so that's nice to hear and you know you know obviously 
Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a it's a fine line that that fun word because everybody knows that the football is a tough sport and a hard sport and a very physical sport. But if they don't enjoy being around each other and enjoy being around myself and the other coaches, if it's a misery to come up there every morning, um, then you're not going to win many games. And so we we try to make sure that uh, that we work them as hard as we can work them. But at the same time, it's an environment where they want to be a part of it. And, and I think you know. So far, that's been you know kind of shown by the by the interest in our program, and and we're the same way at our junior high level. We've probably got 60, seventh, and eighth graders that are ready to go next week, and so we hope that will continue. And uh, uh, and and guys like these make that easy for me because when they see Sawyer Burt make plays and Alex McPherson kick and Daryl Daryl to make plays and Eli Frazier out there, it makes young kids want to be a part of that hopefully and and be a part of our program growing up. Coach, do you ever get mad at your athletic director for your schedule? I look down well, your schedule, non-region Athens, Gadsden City, Etowah, North Jackson, and I believe you're in a jamboree on the 12th against a pretty good Gunnersville team. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to blame the guy who makes the schedule, but informally I'm blaming myself, so that would be me. So, uh, in fact, uh, Mr. Jett, who's now our superintendent, who was the principal and athletic director at the time when the schedule came out, he's... He kind of called me in a couple times and said, are, are you sure about some of these that, you've, that you're wanting to play? And, you know, and the reality is we're in a, I tell these people all the time, we're in a spot in the state where it is difficult sometimes to get games because we're so far kind of removed from everybody uh, and there's not a lot of people in this county and our neighboring counties that are our size, so it becomes difficult to, to find non-region games. And, and we weren't, we definitely were not necessarily looking for Athens, but Coach Gross and I talked and, and uh, you know, didn't get to play this game last year because of, because of COVID concerns, ended up playing Briarwood instead. But uh, kind of like Coach Benefield just said with playing Mars Hill, I, I think you, to get better, you got to play good people. And uh, we lost last year to Briarwood and Gadsden City in the, to open the season, but we got better as a team. Um, and, we, and we played well after that. So I think you know, we're going to do our best to, to try to win those first couple of games. And, uh, but if we don't, I feel confident that these guys will, will see what mistakes we're making and will improve and we'll, and we'll be ready for region play when it gets here against ARAP. But, but yeah, I mean, going Gunnersville, Athens, Gadsden City is not real smart probably, but, um, but at the same time, I, these guys don't back away from competition. And um, I think they'd be a little disappointed in me if we didn't play people like that. So I think they're excited about it as well. Well, Coach, I was going to piggyback with the players on that question. Guys, does that give you guys motivation here in the preseason getting ready for the season this year with those teams on your schedule? Yes, sir. I love playing good teams. It just shows me that I, I love going against competition. It makes me know that I'm getting better and it's making someone else better, and I just love playing competition. Um, you know, as a kicker, for me, it's not as uh, as difficult, you know, to say as when we're playing tough, uh, tougher competition, you'd say. But it's great getting to see my buddies out there competing, working their butt off to uh, win games and to compete and get better with other great schools. So for me, it's great getting to see my like my buddies and all my friends out there getting to compete with difficult schools and getting to um, play them. Makes them so much better, I would think, instead of playing some easy school where you win every time. It's better to play iron because iron sharpens iron, so. Yeah, that last thing Alex said about iron sharpens iron, I 100% agree with him because those higher caliber teams, they make us better in the long run. And I really enjoy playing them because they make me better, they make the whole team better. It's just, I like it. 
Yes, sir. I enjoy playing teams like that because why would we put all this work in to just go out there and run through a nobody team and go through a team that makes you better in the long run? Coach, final question I have today, and the guy sitting to your right gives you a lot of hidden yardage. Mm. I hear coaches talk about hidden yardage all the time. Could you talk about that and how important that is for a football coach and a football team? I could probably talk for, for hours about it, to be honest with you. Um, and it's, this time next year, I'll be, you'll be seeing me coming here with kind of a long face because I'll be trying to figure out how to regain some of that yardage. Um, he changes the game every Friday night. I tell it all the time. I don't just say he's sitting beside me. But when you've got a guy that, that every time we kick off, unless something crazy happens or if it's one of those 20-degree nights, it's going to go in the end zone. And more, more times than not, it's going to go out the back of the end zone. Um, it makes our job easy preparing for kickoff every week. If somebody's got a, you know elite returner back there, and I know he's kicking in the end zone, that's one less thing for me to worry about. Uh, they obviously have now got to go 80 yards every time we kick off. And the biggest thing he's done for us is changing the game on, on punting. You know, he's not even really he didn't really consider himself, I guess, a punter necessarily. He just kind of does it on the side, if you will. Uh, but he, he kicks balls that go in the air. It looks like they, they, they were dropped out of a blimp up there, and they go about 45 yards. And, you know, it, it, again, it flips the field every time. And, and so, and then when you're sitting there, when you, when you cross the 40, you know, he'll, he'll tell me when you cross the 45, you know you're in you're in field goal range and legitimate field goal range and um, so and, and he'll he'll if we're at the 45 and I call punt he'll he'll nudge me or something because because I know we uh, let's kick it we can make it and so I have to kind of do a double take but he but he's right he's he's capable of it and um, and like I said with the high school rules I've said this a hundred times with the high school rules you're not afraid to try those really really long ones uh, because if he doesn't make it it's going to go in the end zone they get it on the 20 anyway but uh, uh, he's a weapon and and it's a guy that uh, we're going to really enjoy this last year and and uh, they're going to enjoy watching him flourish at Auburn and and then I'm going to have to figure out how to coach again next year when I, when I don't have him uh, beside me. All right, Coach, thanks a lot. We appreciate you and the guys being with us. Good luck to the Wildcats, and I believe it's the 12th that you play Gunnersville in the Jamboree. Correct, yeah, Thursday night at Gunnersville on the 12th. And I think there, there's been a little confusion on the, make sure I'm clear, on the Athens game. That, that game should have been at Athens, but because of the new rule, uh, if you had to forfeit last year, you have to travel. Right. So Athens uh, is coming to us. So we open up with three home games with Athens, Gadsden City, and Arab after that. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks, thanks guys.
All right, we'll begin our Jackson County portion of our media day today, and uh, we want to welcome uh, Coach Joe Hollis, his first season as a head football coach uh, for the Chiefs at uh, North Jackson. And Coach, uh, if you'd introduce the players or let them introduce themselves and give us some preseason comments on your North Jackson Chiefs. Okay. Um, to my right right here, we have Myron Walton. He's a senior. He's a running back starting safety for us. He's had a really good summer camp, really been working hard this spring, bought in real early, and he's going to be a big-time leader for us this year. And to my left, we've got our offensive tackle, defensive tackle, Peyton King. He's, he's returning. He's been a three-year starter for us, has been all region the last couple years, and he's a really hard worker, big leader, 6'4", about 345. So he's having a heck of a summer camp. And we're really excited about this upcoming season. This season, um, this group of guys we have has done a tremendous job of, of really working hard this summer. We've got new coaches. Um, there's only two of us that are returning from last year's staff. And this new group of coaches over the course of the last two months have really been pushing these players hard and asking them to go above and beyond of what they've been used to. And it's been very productive. Uh, we look forward to just getting back to good old-fashioned football. This game is uh, not that complicated, and us coaches try to make it a little more complicated than it actually is. It's about base fundamentals, being able to block, tackle, run with the football, play great defense, play great special teams. And this group of guys, now, I wish we were like Coach Elmore in Fort Payne and we had 104. Uh, we've got 43, and these guys have been working their tails off and doing a great job. Um, but you know, they're going to get a lot of reps. We're going back to the old school way where, where guys play both ways. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, depth's going to be something that a lot of our twos and our threes are going to be guys that are going to get a lot of quality reps in football games this year. But it's been fun to see. It's been fun to see the, the excitement level of the kids with just getting back to old school football. Um, we're, we're not anything special. The players are kind of like me and the rest of the coaches. We're just guys that are going to get where we're going to get by hard work and competing in everything we do. From the time they show up, that's all we've worked on is, is doing the little things right, executing every assignment, whether it's in the weight room, in the classroom, or on the field. And we feel like this group's really doing it. They have worked hard, and there hasn't been a, anything that we've asked them to do up until this point that, that they haven't been ready and willing to do. And they're getting better every day, and that's a sign that you've got a decent team on your hands when they can get better every single day and improve at something. Well, Coach Hollis, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. How did you get to be the coach at North Jackson? Well, um, my, I'm, I'm like Coach Elmore and Coach Kirby and a bunch of the coaches that are going to be here today. I'm a coach's son. Uh, my dad was a college football coach. He coached for about 30 years in college. He was a head coach and offensive coordinator. And so I just kind of, like my kids, I grew up around it. And I realized that uh, I wasn't quite the athlete that the guys he was coaching were when I was a high school player. And I, I had a choice to make on whether or not I wanted to stay in the game of football. I didn't want to ever feel like I was actually going to work. So it just, it served me better to be a coach because athletically I wasn't good enough to be a player. So it kind of gave me an excuse to grow up and be a kid for my entire adult life because I don't feel like I ever really go to work. Um, but, you know, I got the job. I, I was a college coach for nine years and got into high school in 2009 at Oak Mountain. 
and worked at three or four different high schools until I got to North Jackson and I came to North Jackson in, in 2014. I'd worked with Philip Lolly for seven years at Auburn, so I kind of knew of North Jackson but hadn't been up here. And then when we moved here, I came when Coach Rose came back the second time in 2014 and it became home. Being a coach's kid, you're kind of like an army brat. When I was growing up, we moved every four or five years. So I've been here now, next year will be year eight, and my kids go to school in Jackson County. My wife's from Stevenson Bridgeport area. So this is home. This is the closest thing we have to home. So this is where we want to stay. We're building a program from the ground floor up all the way little league to middle school to high school. Um, we've got about seven or eight assistant coaches right now, and they're doing an absolute tremendous job. Um, it's going to be an exciting time. But, but the, way, the way this all panned out, heck, it's all timing. You, you never know. You just work your rear end off like our kids do, and if the opportunity comes, you, you try to get it, and it just worked out that way. Well, this question is for the players. Guys, of course, you know, Coach Hollis has been there, but you had a different head coach last year. What does he bring to the table now that you like? Well, Coach Hollis, he really improvises the little things and working hard. That's what we've been doing. It's little things. Um, I, I like he pushes us every day. He, he, you know, he tells us, you know, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it right. And you know, and if we don't get it right, we're not gonna. I mean, we're gonna do it every single time until we get it right. And that's what I like. Coach Hollis. Right here. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the hire. And uh, talk, I, I guess I got two questions. First, talk a little bit about what you have picked up from being the coach at uh, North Jackson. What you've was from, you know, from your dad. I know all the years. I'm sure he 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 calls you a lot and tells you what you need to do. <laughs> sure. And, no. Well. He, he's kind of a silent observer. He came, he's been with us during fall camp. We started fall camp on Monday because we didn't play in the spring. So he's been here evaluating us all week and really evaluating me. Um, he's evaluating the players and the other coaches, but he's got a list of notes as soon as practice is over of, of things that we can work on and get better. And when you have that sort of experience, you're not very smart if you don't use it. Um, Look, this head coaching thing is a little bit overrated. Uh, we're as good as our assistant coaches. And that was the number one job when, when I accepted the job and became the coach at North Jackson, was to go out and find the best assistant coaches for our players that, that we can have. High school football, especially in rural county areas, we're the moms, dads, bus drivers, transportation, food supplier for a lot of our kids. So when you're going to do that on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, you've got to have a great support staff of assistant coaches that are going to be ready and willing to do that, you know, and, and we've been able to do that. We're really excited about the hires that we've made. We're really excited. We've got a lot of experience and we've got a lot of young, energetic coaches and it's been a great mix with our players because you know, I'm, I'm right in the middle, which is kind of a good thing because I feel like I'm a little bit older, but I'm right in the middle age-wise. And when you have that, there's different coaches that players can relate to better. And it's been very exciting. It's been exciting to see it all mesh together this fall. And also, talk about your philosophy. I know last year, uh, 
coach uh, Ty Guard, you know, things were pretty wide open and, and uh, you know, some crazy things. But what is your philosophy on offense and defense? I like to just play pure old football. You know, we're looking about getting lined up, making great plays on defense, not being a misaligned, coming down hill, hill, speaking with our pads. We want to be physical in everything we do. If you're a receiver or a running back or a tight end, you're going to block and you're going to block like your hair's on fire if you want to touch the ball. And then if you're on defense, you're going, you're going to get lined up right and you're going to make the tackle or you're not going to play. And our guys have done a very good job of that this summer camp. Again, we're trying to minimize what our players are having to learn and trying to be able to focus on just pure football, blocking, tackling, running with the ball, playing great defense, being great on special teams. And there's not one way to skin this cat. Other coaches have different philosophies, and that's fine. And, and not all of them are bad. Some of them are really, really good. But we try to fit to our players. Going out and hiring these experienced coaches have allowed us to tailor our offense more towards what our players do well. So we're, we're still going to be a physical football team. We're going to be able to run the football. We're going to be able to throw it when we want to. And if we can do those things, we'll have a chance to be successful. For the players, uh, you guys will open the season in, in a pretty big rivalry game at Scottsboro, a game that uh, was you know, kind of hard fought on the end of things. You didn't come out the way you wanted to. What are you guys looking forward to about that game? What does it mean to play in that rivalry game? And how are you looking for that to set the tone for the rest of the season? Um, uh, the game means a lot to me. Um, I just want to go out there and, you know, execute, do whatever we got to do to win. I just want that's really what I want and, you know. Um, to me, the game means almost everything, really. It means a lot to the community, to the players, to the coaches, to the school. It just it means everything. This is for the players. I went out to meet the Chiefs a couple of years ago and seen the entire community come out, which is like crazy. What does football mean there in North Jackson? And that's kind of a loaded question. I know it means a lot, but I want y'all to describe it. And then kind of just explain what it feels like to be the guys there in North Jackson, in Stevenson, having all these little kids and the community look up to y'all. Well, I don't really know. Um, I remember when I was a little kid at Meet the Chiefs and meeting the guys, it was looking up to your role models. And now that I'm in those shoes, I try to be as good as a role model as possible. Um, I try to, you know, I like being, you know, the leader to everybody. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I like attention, but, you know, I like showing everybody that one day you could do this. Coach, uh, do you play in a jamboree on the uh, 12th or 13th? Yes, sir. We're going on the 13th. We're going down to Brookwood, okay. right outside of Tuscaloosa. And we're going to play Brookwood in a preseason game. And then open up with Scottsboro. And was there a reasoning behind uh, you and Coach Bell, both of your new head coaches, to move that game to the first game? And I also noticed you scheduled a rivalry with, I believe, South Pittsburgh in there, too? Well, it just kind of lucked up. Um, when I got the job, Coach Bell and I talked the probably the afternoon when I got announced that morning. We talked that afternoon. And he was looking to move the game 
to week zero because he wanted to be able to have an off week during the season, and I thought that was a terrific idea. The being able to schedule Scottsboro week zero has changed the intensity of the summer. We've been able to have a carrot that we can dangle in front of our players that they know what they're competing for. And by moving it up, it's right around the corner. And it just so happened to really benefit us. We moved them from week five to zero. And anytime you play an out-of-state team like South Pittsburgh, their rules are different than ours in the preseason. They get to play four preseason games. So I did not think it was in our players' benefit at all to play that game early. And with the opportunity to move Scottsboro and get them week five. And we did that for our seniors. Our seniors and our community being able to play on the road in a big game every year and being able to have either Scottsboro or South Pittsburgh at home was very important because those are going to be big time atmospheres, electric atmospheres. We've never played this game since North Jackson's been a high school. So it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be something exciting for the players to look forward to. And anytime you can play these non-region area games and they can be big time rivalries that matter for pride, it's fun and exciting for the kids because again, this is high school football. We need to play games that these kids are going to remember and we're very where we're located in the state and for a football, we're kind of over in that corner. So most of our teams, we got to go to Huntsville all the time. Well, our older fans and some of the fans that have been a part of this deal since it was Stevenson and Bridgeport, they want to see some teams that they recognize that, that they used to play and it will draw bigger crowds and get people out there. So when, when it just kind of lucked up, Coach Bell and I talked about it, then Coach Jones and I over at South Pittsburgh talked about it, and it wasn't really hard at all. It took about 24 hours to get everything done. All the principals, all the uh, superintendents, everybody was on board. So it just kind of happened really quick, and, and we're very excited for that. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys, for being with us today, and good luck to the Chiefs this year. Thank you all. We appreciate it. Okay. We'll continue now with the North Sand Mountain and Coach Keith Kirby beginning his sixth season as the North Sand Mountain head football coach. I believe last year, 11 wins coach, the most in school history. So congratulations on that. And if uh, you will uh, introduce your players or allow them to introduce themselves and give us some preseason comments, we would appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, right here to my left, I got uh, Tanner Bowfield. He's a three-year starter for us. He plays O-line and D-line. 
to my right is uh, George Luna. He's a running back, uh, linebacker, DB type kid. We're going to move him around quite a bit. And to my far right is Derek Bearden. Uh, he's a receiver, DB type. And uh, both of them have been a part of the program for several years. Uh, in fact, about their whole high school careers, I believe. And uh, several of them have got several accomplishments throughout the year. But uh, this offseason has is, is went well for us, you know. Kids have been coming in, working hard, and uh, we're just trying to get better every day. Coach, I know you lost some great offensive players uh, after last year they graduated. Could you talk about some of the young men? I know these at the st on the stage probably are some of those. Talk about some of those young men that's got to step into those key positions uh, this year for you. I, I mean, every year, you know, you lose the good ones every year. So it's, uh, it's kind of like putting the puzzle back together each year. And we've got several good ones returning as well. So. You know, we, we try to look at it like as the, the whole team aspects will have to pick their game up all over the place. So, you know, it's a lot of people, several people will have to step up all over the place. Can I just describe the team's attitude coming in? Did y'all start practice this past week? We did. We started Monday. Okay, so just the atmosphere in which y'all started practice coming off that region win last season. I mean, you know, it, it, was a, it was a lot of excitement, you know, everybody's trying to uh, come in and uh, uh, do their part and try to keep it rolling, keep it heading in that direction. And I think we had a, a good start here these, this first week of practice here. And I uh, can't say enough about these kids that they keep coming in, working hard every day. And uh, it's, it's been like that all summer. So it was, it was a good start for us. I've seen you guys run a lot this summer. What keeps you going, showing up to practice every day? Well, I mean, last year we set the bar pretty high, and it's going to be a real challenge to get back at it this year. So we're just going to have to keep working during the summer and getting better. Yeah, we're just going to keep on going, running, set the bar high, like Tanner said, and uh. Get, get tense. Yeah, we've really just been working hard. We've been running a lot, just trying to get better. Win. Coach, I've got your schedule pulled up here, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but according to this, you've got seven away games. Is that correct? Is that a thing of COVID, or, or what's the schedule look like for that, you? That is inaccurate. We've got five and five. This will be directed to the players, guys. We've already alluded to the fact that last year was the most successful year for North Sand Mountain football, 11 wins. So there's some high expectations as we go into this year. Uh, talk about your worth ethic and, and as leaders pulling this team together to try to achieve even more this season. Yeah, I mean, it's just made us work even harder thinking about what we did last year and how we could do better than last year and just do good this year, go more than 11 wins, maybe win region for the second time. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have to step up this year. Uh, you know, like people have to more, be more leaders, work better.
Yeah, that's really just pushed us to work even harder over the summer and over practice. Coach, this will be directed at you because I know you're a North Sand Mountain graduate. I think your dad was the football coach, maybe basketball coach up there. Been up there, I guess, I've known Eddie Kirby for a long time, and uh, he's been there a while. I don't know how long he's been there, but you're from there. How does it make you feel as a graduate to come back in as the head football coach and have the success that you've had because I think all five or six of your seasons there, you've had a winning record. And that really hasn't been done in North Sand Mountain down through the years. Right. Uh, it's exciting, you know. Uh, like you said, my dad was a coach, and it didn't always go the way he wanted it to go. So I've seen the, the bad times there, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to avoid them at all costs. So uh, it, it's really exciting to be a, a part of what we've been doing. So. Makes you proud of it and, and try to keep it rolling. Well, this play, this question is for the players. Guys, what is it like to play for Coach Kirby? Tell, tell us, give us a little insight on, on what, it, what it takes to make him happy anyway. Yeah, it's really exciting to play for Coach Kirby. I mean, there's no dead moment anytime in practice. He's always hollering in your face, wanting you to get better. He's real fundamental, and I really love him. Yeah, he's always he's always screaming at practice, telling us what to do, getting it right until we get it right, you know. So yeah, it's it's real fun playing for him. Yeah, you know, he's always pushing us to work harder every day, trying to get us better. Kind of going off that after this for the players after the region win last season. Did you see Coach Kirby's like demeanor change? Like, do you remember anything he said to you guys post game? Well, I don't really remember anything post game. I just know it was really exciting because it was the first time we've ever won one, and it really didn't change that much. We stayed humble and just worried about the next game and the playoffs and everything. Yeah, after that region championship, I was just crying. After that, man, I was so excited. It got me so hopped up for the next game, you know, so. Hey, Coach, uh, how do you build off this, and, and what has this meant for the program, kids that you may have not been able to pull up to the football field, but now kind of their eyes are open to see what the culture and, and kind of the, the mindset you've set? Yeah, you know, it's just – it's what we've been trying to do, you know. We try to get them out at young, seventh, eighth grade, and try to keep them out. Uh, I think it just adds to the excitement, and I mean, I think we got a few new faces out uh, because of it. And I, mean, I, I feel like one of the keys is trying to keep them kids out the whole time, trying to keep them in your program, trying to keep them working, even though they ain't going to be the ones that you, the younger ones may not get to play as much or all that. If you keep them in, there ain't no telling what that kid will turn into by the time he's a senior. So. You know, we try to get them out, keep them out, and I think this just, you know, added to it. Coach, you playing in a jamboree? We um, are. We're playing in uh, the Cherokee County Jamboree. Okay. It's going to be at Sand Rock. That'll be the 19th, I believe. The 19th, yes. Okay. No, excuse me. That'll be the 13th. Neil, it'll be the 19th, 19th because you play on the 27th, right? Yes. Against Dave County rivalry game. Yes. And I'll ask the guys, uh, piggyback on that, does it you work harder because you know you're playing a rival 
to open up your regular season and are all of you guys seniors? Yes. So it'll be your last year, your last chance to, to play in that game. How special is that for you? Yeah, it's real special, especially this year because we didn't get to play them last year because of Corona and everything. And we've always grew up around them, like I've hung out with them my whole life. And it'd just be a good thing to brag about when we're older, just, uh, tell them that, you know, I beat you your senior year and everything like that. Yeah, it gets me real excited because we didn't play them last year. So, and because uh, over the past couple years, we beat them. So this one really counts because we're seniors. So it's going to be real exciting this year to play them. Yeah, you know, it's a big rivalry game. And we just really want to beat them. All right, coach and players, thanks for being with us today. We wish you the best of luck and for the season. Thank you for coming. I appreciate y'all doing this. Up next this afternoon is Woodville and Coach Matt Sanders. It'll be his first head coaching job, first year as a head football coach. I believe, Coach, you were at Boaz's assistant last year, so congratulations on getting the job at Woodville. Would uh, you introduce the players or let them introduce themselves and then give us a preseason look at your Panthers? Yes, sir. To my left here is uh, Dane Wilkes. Uh, he's going to be an offensive guard for us and linebacker. Uh, to my right is Justice Archer. Um, he is going to be uh, moved to tight end. I believe he played tackle last year. He's going to move to tight end for us this year um, and play a kind of hybrid uh, linebacker, defensive end uh, type outside linebacker. So um, had a really good summer. Um, really excited about the work these guys have put in. These are uh, two of our three seniors. Uh, my other guy just couldn't get off work today. Uh, so I hate he was a, wasn't able to um, make it here. But um, you know, those three guys have been, you know, kind of uh, the leaders on and off the field, on and off, uh, on and off the, uh, in the weight room and such. Um, you know, pushing guys, teaching guys, helping guys along, learn the system. Um, you know, we've got guys that have uh, already gone up on their max. Uh, I, I got a ninth grader that's going up on his squat max 90 pounds. Um, he's a ninth grader squatting 405, and that was at the end of his workout. So after about four or five sets there of heavy weight. So uh, max week is next week, so we're really excited about that. I think the kids are too. Um, I think they, they know that they've gotten a lot stronger. All of them have uh, at least hit their max at the end of the workout or, or gotten a lot more than that. So uh, we're really excited about that. Um, we start our fall camp because uh, had, they had a spring game um, back in the spring before I was there. 
so we start that next week uh, and looking to uh, turn our focus towards Otter. Uh, this summer we've really just kind of focused on us, uh, getting better on us, ball security, um, blocking, tackling, making sure that these guys know that, that we're going to run to the ball uh, and, and be, be very physical. So, Well, Coach, tell us a little bit about you. We know you, you were assisting at Boaz last year. Give us a little bit of a bio, uh, a bio on you, how you ended up getting the job at Woodville. And then also after that, players, Coach Van left, outstanding football coach. What does Coach bring to the table that you like so far? Uh, well, as far as me, I played at Susamore, so Blount County, so I'm not too far away from here. Um, and played a couple of schools up in uh, DeKalb County and such, and, and Jackson County. Um, that's kind of where I fell in love with the game. Uh, Susamore has a very rich tradition, and um, you know, when I was there, Bubba Jennings was my coach, and, and he was a father figure to me, and, and honestly, him and along with my other coaches, that's kind of why I got into coaching. I wanted to be that for my players, and uh, so, you know, I helped him a little bit, um, volunteered a little bit for him going through school, got out, um, got a job at Boaz where I had family there, um, got to coach uh, a nephew who's there now, um, and, uh, you know, I've been there, that was six years, uh, worked my way up. I think the first year I started off in middle school was uh, quickly pulled up the next year uh, and been up on varsity uh, ever since, um, wound up being the special teams coordinator there and DB's coach uh, for three years there. Um, great memories there, great people. Uh, coach Sullivan's got a first-class program. He's a first-class coach, um, and he's going to continue to do great things there. Um, and, you know, uh, the job came open, and, and uh, people were asking around and, and asked Coach Sullivan, and he asked me, and I was like, well, yeah, I'd like to kind of look into it. And uh, went to the interview and basically asked if I could go see the place, and I fell in love with it. Um, first-class facilities at Woodville. Uh, you know, I, I was told that by some other people that had been at the school before. And I was like, yeah, it's a 1A program, you know, so-so. But brand new weight equipment, brand new field house, great facilities. And, um, you know, I, I fell in love with it. Um, then watching film on the guys, and, and they told me in the interview, you know, you're going to have one of the biggest offensive line and defensive line that you'll see all year. And, uh, of course, that's how you win ball games is up front in the trenches and, and um, as you can see the, these guys are not too small you know so uh, you know I, I there's a lot of excitement for me uh, this is my first head coaching job and I, I'm truly blessed to have the opportunity uh, to coach these guys and uh, looking forward uh, for the season to come so so uh with coach van leaving it was kind of a big blow to a lot of us and our team has shrunk quite a bit, but I think that with Coach Sanders coming, uh, we've really weeded out a lot of the people that didn't really know if they wanted to be there, and um, everyone that is there is definitely bought in, and I think that the quality of our players this year is really going to make a difference. You know, like he said, with Coach Van leaving, it shrunk the team down. But now that we got Coach Sanders back, I think when school starts back up, we'll get a lot more players coming in for the season. Coach, a couple of questions. You've alluded to numbers. 
and you had three seniors. Talk about your numbers. Are they where they need to be? And the other thing is, new head coach coming in a new program, the changes in the philosophy um, that, that you're going to make there in the offense and defense at Woodville. Well, as far as numbers are concerned, I don't think as a football coach you ever um, think that you're where you're at number-wise. Um, I want every male athlete in Woodville to, to be on the football team. Uh, football can change your lives, and, and our numbers right now are at 14. Um, we do have a lot of numbers. Uh, when I came in, I was there either the last day of school or the day before the last day. So I didn't get to see a lot of guys that were already out. I didn't get to meet uh, Justice here until after and uh, actually ran his uh, aunt down in the parking lot um, one day. And I was like, hey, I need to talk to, to, uh, to we call him Maui. Uh, he's from Hawaii, right? Hawaii, yes, yeah. So uh, we call him Maui. So I was like, I need to talk to this guy. All right, so is there any way you could tell him, just come, come up to the field house and talk to him? And, uh, you know, he's been at practice ever since. And, uh, um, you know, so there's still some guys in the school that I hadn't got to meet. Uh, so we're going to still continue to recruit the Halls. Um, and, and I've talked to my coaches already about making sure that no matter who it is in our school, make sure they're continually uh, building relationships with these kids. And, and if, if they don't come out this year, hopefully by next year they'll, they'll keep coming out. But um, it's like I told our guys now, we're, you know, the guys that we have, they're big, they're strong, they're getting stronger. Um, I feel really good about them. They love the game of football. Um, they've stuck it out through summer and worked their tails off. Um, and, you know, I, I've talked to them about basically they're the foundation. You know, with every, with every, every good uh, house, there's a great foundation, and they're that foundation. And, and now, you know, we want to get some depth obviously, uh, and kind of find those, uh, those two-by-fours to kind of throw in there on that, that foundation. And, uh, but the guys we've got, whether we get another guy or not, I feel very comfortable with what we've got. Uh, obviously, we're going to have guys going both ways uh, a lot. Um, so we're going to have to do our end on, uh, on uh, getting in shape. And, you know, I talked to them actually yesterday uh, at the end of workouts. You know, it's, it's got to be them too. Uh, this is their season, not mine. Um, I'm just here to kind of facilitate and help them the best I can. And, and ultimately, through their nutrition, um, their sleep habits, uh, just how they take care of their body, making smart decisions on and off the field. Um, you know, we've talked about, you know, making sure you're hydrated, making sure you're salting your food so you retain some of that hydration. Just little things here and there that we're, we're helping them with and, and, and trying to, and basically it's, it's on them. So they know that, they know what's expected. And, and I think they've been at that point before where uh, they have a lot of guys play both ways. Uh, even last year, they were very senior heavy last year, but they still had a lot of guys that, that played both ways. And, um, you know, and, and our goal right now is to be uh, the team that wins more than five games at Woodville. You know, it's a, it's a team with with very short history, you know, 15, 16 years old of, of a program, and, and that's what these guys have talked about. They want to win more than five. They're tired of, of the best being five and five. So uh, their work ethic is showing that day in and day out. Um, they want to be the first team to, to, to host a home playoff game um, and, and to win a playoff game. So that's kind of the goals that they've set, um, that we've talked about. And uh, like I said, they're uh, – their intensity at, at workouts and their, their work ethic and drive 
is showing that. Uh, as far as the season goes, or you asked about uh, offense, defense. Um, basically, we're going to be very multiple on offense uh, and very multiple on defense. We're going to kind of base out of an odd front, um, but be very mu multiple on defense. Uh, Philosophy-wise, uh, we want to be known for running to the football, um, like a, you know, a line after its prey. You know, knowing that if you don't catch it, you don't eat. That's the kind of mentality we want no matter what. If you get knocked down or if you slip and fall, you get up and you make a play. If you're a defensive tackle and it goes the other way, you're chasing it down because you never know when there's going to be a fumble or that guy cuts back right into you and you cause a fumble. Um, so we're going to run to the football. We're going to be physical. We're going to be good tacklers. Uh, every day we're going to work a tackling circuit and turnover circuit. Um, and we're going to try to get the ball out. Offensively, we're going to be very multiple out of the gun. Um, and uh, we're going to do what is best for us. We're going to be very physical, run the football. Um, obviously, we're very lineman heavy um, and, and got some, some big guys. Uh, so we're going to run the football. Um, but we also have a, a quarterback, uh, Jackson Peak's younger brother, uh, Sam Peak. Uh, he is uh, going to be a 10th grader, and he can spin it pretty well for a 10th grader. So. Um, you know, we'll line Maui out wide a little bit with that height advantage. And, and uh, we've got uh, uh, some other guys that we can throw out there, too, that we can throw the ball around. So, um, but we want to out-physical people. You know, we want to we be – I told them from the get-go that I want the teams that we play the night before or the night after to know they were in a war the night before. You know, I want them to know that uh, win or lose that we were a very physical team. And uh, I think if we can do that and, and cut down on, on our mistakes with turnovers and such like that, I think we'll have a chance to win a good bit of ball games. This is for the players. Last year, guys, Woodville won five games. That's the most in school history. Yes, sir. Is that motivation for you guys going into this season to win six, win seven, win them all? What do you, talk about the motivation after that season last year. Yes, sir. After... Uh, Last season, we really thought that with Coach Van that things were going to turn around. And um, I think that a lot of the guys that were there were really hoping the same thing. And uh, going into this season, I think that it's really make or break for, I mean, us seniors, even though there's only three of us. Like, this is our last chance to really make our mark at our school. And uh, I think that that's enough motivation for all three of us. Yeah, last year we had a pretty good season. And then going on to this year, I think it, I think we could be even better with Coach Sanders here now. Coach, you play in a jamboree. I know you open on the road at Ider on the 20th. Are you playing in a jamboree this year? Uh, no, sir. We uh, play week zero okay. against Ider. That's, that's right. Spring that's, game, yes. Okay, so y'all did y'all play in the spring? Is uh, They played uh, Pisgah. Okay, spring, they did yes, play sir. Pisgah in the spring. Okay. Yes, all right, any other questions for the Panthers? All right, Coach Sanders and guys, we appreciate you being here. Good luck to Woodville this year. Yes, sir. Thank you all.
We'll continue with the Piz Giggles this afternoon and head coach Luke Pruitt starting his fourth season as head coach for the Eagles. Coach, would uh, you introduce your players or let them introduce themselves and then make some opening comments about the season for the Eagles? Before we get started, I'd just like to say thank you all for doing this. Um, this is a great opportunity for our kids to um, get publicized, get out there. Thank you all for um, doing this for high school football. Um, but to my left here is Dallin Phillips. He will be a senior. Um, he'll be a three-year starter. Uh, he started off and on as a sophomore, started both ways last year as a junior. And then, of course, this year we expect big things out of him on both sides of the ball. Um, to my right here is Caden Hawkins, number 10. He forced me as a freshman to find a place for him to play. Um, he ended up starting about six football games that year. He's made 170 tackles the last two years. He'll be a junior. Plays Mike Forrest and plays tight end as well. Um, the far side is A.J. Gant. A.J. will be a junior. He started last year for us at left tackle and played defensive end as well. And all these guys have, have played in multiple ball games, and we expect big things out of them. Um, Last year we were super young. Uh, we pretty much returned everybody offensively, seven guys on defense. We've added some, some new faces, which we're excited about. Uh, we were disappointed in the outcome of the season. We were just happy to be able to have the season with the, the COVID and all those things. Um, but we're excited about what we have coming forward this year. This for the player, guys. You know, this is Coach Pruitt's fourth year. He's kind of put the stamp on this football team, and seems like the foundation's built, getting better and better each year. And you know, like you're talking about, or like Coach said, got a lot of people coming back. Is your confidence level good? You know, last year with all the distractions, this year you're able to mainly focus on football, school, and that has to make a major difference. In my opinion, our uh, confidence is shot way up over the summer. We've had multiple guys go way up on their lifting, and it's just we're a whole lot more mature than we were last year. So I think that's going to help us a lot this year. Uh, I think that uh, we made some improvements over the offseason. Our lifting has improved, and especially at practices, our morale has improved. Uh, it's especially because we were such a young team last year that all we had to do was grow up. We have more players coming back. We only lost three or four seniors, so I think that's going to be a big thing. I think the main improvement where we turned the corner was in spring football and during the offseason in weight room. Most of us went skyrocketed on our maxes because thanks to our strength coach now, Gilbert. He's really helped turn us into more mature, more better players, as well as Coach Pruitt. But in spring football, that's mainly where we found our momentum coming in. Coach, you've talked about being such a young football team last year. Heading into 2021 season now, are you able to expand on your offense and defense this year with the players because they do have experience? Well, we had a new um, AJ mentioned Coach Gilbert. We added him last year as offensive coordinator. Um, but second year in the offense, uh, this would be a lot of these guys have played multiple years, so it, it does help. We can get to page two and page three, which we were not able to last year. Um, so that's something that 
the growing pains, we were so young, um, we were not able to. But yes, we, to answer your question, we will be able to do um, more things, get further in the playbook than we had before. Well, Coach, this is kind of off subject, but got a new principal, Jamie Darwin. What does it mean to have him back part of the program? Because, you know, he bleeds that red, and uh, he definitely supports any athletic sport. What does it mean to have him on board? Well, our old one's in here somewhere, Dr. Precious, uh, and I have a lot of respect for him. He did a lot of things for us. Um, he was athletic-minded, and he had opportunity to get closer to home but coach darwin coming back it means a lot you just walk in his office and it's everything's in there um you ask a question about somebody the tradition that's there um he knows it he knows everybody from all the different places um and i think that's very important um and and in Jackson County, it's unique because we have different communities that the feeder schools feed to us. And I didn't think about it till we got up here, but um, Dallin has always went to Pisgah, but he lives in Dutton, so he has a commute. Oh, how long is your 25 minutes to school every day? Um, he lives in Flat Rock, so he had a choice to go to North Center here. And then AJ lives in Pisgah also. So it's a, it's a unique thing um, in Jackson County that we have the feeder schools that can choose. So we're actively recruiting our guys and it always helps to have somebody that knows the community. Um, and that's something that's important for our success or sustained success um, in the program. Coach Pruitt here in the middle. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I know that every year at the end of the season, once that final buzzer goes off, uh, coaches kind of start looking ahead to the next season and beginning plans and, and kind of figuring out what questions are they going to have, where do they need to fill in uh, things and find answers. It sounds like you've already found some of your answers thus far, but I'm sure you probably still have a lot of questions and that you're looking to get answered hopefully in the next few weeks as the season gets ready to kick off. What are those questions and what are you needing to see out of, out of your group here in 2021? Well, something that we were not able to do last year that we're able to do this year is actually have competition. Pretty much we were in survival mode last year in a sense. Um, but we have competition at every position, so we have it projected for we finish in the spring. But, you know, we got three weeks starting Monday to pretty much, and it's going to be ongoing, but all the positions are open. But we have a, no one's just going to be, it's mine, but we have competition at every position. That's something that we didn't have last year. Kids played there just because there was nobody else. And I've reminded them this summer at different competitions that, hey, this year we got somebody that can replace you. So that's something that we look forward to, being able just to compete. Hey, Coach, uh, I wanted to ask, how close do you believe this program is to kind of turn in that proverbial corner? Uh, you guys, you know, have had some opportunities to be right there in the thick of things for playoffs, appearances and whatnot. But how, just how close are you to kind of getting Pisgah and the program and the community as a whole to that next level to where you want to get to the postseason consistently? So this is the fourth year. Um, he was on the first, started, got involved, hands-on with our, our middle school program from the get-go. But our middle school program two years ago, we went 7-1. Last year, they went undefeated. So we have a lot of these guys that have been through it. We're, ex we're excited. We think we're very close. Um, I know I'm ready to get there because I'm tired of going four and six. Those guys talked about going five and five. I'm tired of going four and six or four and seven. So um, we hope we're to the point we have, don't have a lot of seniors this year, but a lot of guys that have played. So um, we hope we're right there on the verge of uh, turning the corner. But like we tell the guys, it doesn't matter if you're just, you show up to work, you, you know, you got to have pro, um, production and results. 
and nothing's going to be given to us. We've got to earn it. So that's the thing that, you know, we're still striving to get better every day, but we hope this may be the year that we do turn the corner. Coach, uh, I've looked at your schedule, and I know you play some really good off teams. Uh, what's your outlook on the regions this year? I know you, this region that y'all went into is just spread all over northeast Alabama. It's a big area. Well, um, going into a region, uh, you, you would have to say North Sand Mountain. They, they won it last year um, until somebody knocks them off. You know, to me, that they're at the top. And then Faultville, the same thing. I know they've got a new coach. Um, but he has been on staff, and um, they lost a lot. They're, they're probably lost the most of anybody in our region. Then you got section over here. Coach Hammond does a very good job that they were there as well. Um, Tanner was super young. Uh, you know, those are the four that got in. Tanner was super young last year. Coach Bonds does a very good job as well. Um, but And then surprise team, you know, there's a new coach at Eider. They have a lot of guys coming back. Um, new coach at uh, – Whitesburg Christian as well. Um, if you looked at our schedule last year, we can't take anybody for granted. The, the, the wins that we had were in overtime, and we had to fight and claw to get all of those. So I think you might shake us all up and not for sure there. But, um, but definitely, Coach has got a lot coming back um, in a skill position. I think he lost some linemen. Um, but during the summer scout going through, North Santa has a lot. Derek was sitting up here. Uh, he is a, a great playmaker for them um, at wideout last year. I don't know where he's going to play him. You had the boat right kid or boat field kid. Here's a good player as well, offensive lineman. But um, so there's lots of uncertainty because we have new coaches in our region, and, and after the first couple of weeks, it'll shake out. But um, I would say those four were, you know, we're chasing. We're in chase mode. We were out last year, so those four are the ones that you know, are ahead of us for sure that we've got to earn our place in the in the region this year. This is for the players, uh, guys. I think two of you are seniors, and I think Coach said one's a junior. Obviously, you're their leaders of the team. And Coach has talked about still a young football team. As you work out this summer as a team, as a group of guys, do you see the younger guys coming along to where you would like them to be as you head into the season? Yes, they uh... – the young guys have done very good this this year at um, being able to listen because we we've been in the program you know for a while and we know what, we know what to do and they they take they they listen to us and they learn and there there's plenty of room for improvement you know to get bigger and stronger and faster but as far as this summer goes I think they've improved a lot. Yeah, we had a uh, good junior high football team. They came in, they went uh, undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. I think that them coming in, they're just not thinking that they have a spot guaranteed to them. They think they have to still earn it, and that's a good uh, mindset to have because it makes them have to work to get better and stronger. So. Uh, to answer your question, young players coming up, when coming, being able to compete, which is not what can happen at every school, that's what's more unique about us. We have junior high who can come in, we can come in into ninth grade, who can come in and have the opportunity to start on varsity. Coach Britt, this question is for you. This team kind of reminds me of the way Coach Ledbetter in Plainview was last year. They had early success and the confidence just began to grow and grow and grow because they were coming from the same 
area that you are, those four wins, not satisfied, but they got off to a good start and had a great year. How important it is for this team to get off to a good start this year? It's very important. Um, you're right. We were, you know, confidence is something that any team needs, but especially a young team. But we come out the gate with Sand Rock, you know, and we come up on the short end of the stick last year. I don't know if you remember. We were super young, and Ryan was here with us, 36. Um, he breaks his he breaks his ankle the first drive of the year. That's the guy that um, we had relied on um, the year before, and it kind of you know he was going to be our bell cow. So not only are we super young and our bell cows hurt, you know in that game we're scrambling. So we get them at home. So we hope we have a, a, a great atmosphere there, and um, we'll see what happens. And ne next week we play Coach Ledbetter. We have to come to Rainsville to play. Um, so they've got a lot of guys returning, um, lost some of the backfield, but had some guys move in. But two, you know, year in and year out, you, you start Sand Rock Plainview. Those are two tough, you know, non-regions. You know, so that's that's something that we're looking forward to. We wanted to be for our, our non-region up to have an opportunity to maybe make us better in our region. Um, so that's something. You know, come out of the gate, then we go to Faultville. You know, that's a quick. Um, come out, you know, come in there, and then we have to go to Whitesburg comes to us, so um, new coaching staff there, but it's very important for us to, to get started, like you said, get the momentum going, because once you can get on a roll, things start seem to fall in place, you know, um, it, it seems like people talk about luck, you know, it's not luck, you, 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 make, you make those breaks, you know, that's something that, but it, sometimes it seems the teams that are winning, it falls that away sometimes. So that's something, but you, you know, you have to make the breaks there that give you opportunity to, um, to do that. Hey, Coach, times change, but distractions, it seems like it gets more and more every year. How do you keep your team laser focused for the new season? We, we have 10 game season, but we play it um, one week at a time. You know, that's the thing. We, we want to have the, um, we're just wor we're worried about us, but we have the opponent, we're going to break them down, but pretty much, we don't get into any of the rah-rah, read the paper, anything like that, which hasn't been a lot of talked about us in the last couple of years. But, but anyways, but that's, that's the thing that we look forward to. It's just a one-game schedule. You know, every week, you know, who's next? We don't look ahead. You know, um, like I said, we've got to do the little things right to, to compete each week, and that's the thing. We don't look ahead. That's what we tell them. Coach, you're in a jamboree this year? Yes, sir. We play Southeastern at our place. The Southeastern at your place. That'll be the 19th 20th. or the 20th? 20th. Friday 20th. Night. And then on the 27th, you go to San Rock, right? San Rock comes, comes to, to us. us. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. That's the Pisgah Eagles. Good luck, Coach. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys, for coming. Good luck in 2021. Thank you.
All right, it's time to hear from the Section Lions this afternoon. And Coach Chris Hammond, Coach, I believe this is year number three. Yes, sir. And they're at Section. So uh, if you would either introduce or let them introduce themselves and give us some preseason comments on your Section Lions, we'd appreciate it. Sure. I've got uh, all seniors with me, uh, guys that's been with me since day one. Uh, actually, two, two guys joined us last year. Uh, but these are our leaders. Uh, we have Dominic Blair, number six. He's our uh, uh, wide receiver, cornerback. Ethan Franks, uh, middle linebacker, plays wingback. Drake McCutcheons, our running back, strong safety. And Jacob Cooper uh, is going to be our quarterback this year. We lost Jason. Need somebody to step up, and I think Coop's going to do a great job for us this year. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we're, we're excited to get back. It's, it's hard to believe that summer's over. Uh, it's been pretty fast. Uh, but, you know, at least we got to have a summer this year. You know, last year with COVID and, and that, it was a setback for everyone. But uh, had a great summer. Uh, guys really done well in the weight room. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of guys returning. A lot of these guys uh, that first year was ninth and tenth graders, and, and we took a, took a beating, and, and they've – now they're seniors, so now it's, you know, hopefully it's their time to, to shine. So uh, looking forward to our season. Uh, Coach, talk about your numbers. I know last year at this time the numbers were kind of low. Mm -hmm. You talked about these guys coming back. So how many starters do you have returning both sides of the ball and your numbers? Yeah, numbers, you know, it's, it, I think a sign of your program is, is how your numbers are. And uh, that first year was at 14. Last year was at around 20, 21. Uh, this year we carried about 40 kids through summer. So uh, that was some of the younger kids too. But, you know, we're probably going to have around 27, 28 kids on, on our roster. Uh, so that's, you know, we're, we're, we're glad to see those numbers getting better for us. You know, and that's played a, an important role. You know, last year, the first year we had injuries. We had six or seven starters out at one time. And then last year, towards the end of the season, we had – four starters get hurt, you know, so that depth, I think, is going to help us uh, in that aspect. Well, Coach Hammonds, I was around your first spring, you know, and you said the numbers are real low, and, you know, uh, we was wondering, you know, what, where, where is he going to go? But you've done an outstanding job. You've stayed with it. Now you're in year three. The numbers are up. The interest is there. Uh, it has to feel good to you that the kids are responding and your message, they're buying in. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, you know. And, and a lot of it's just, just consistency and hard work and showing kids you care about them and, and getting, getting in there with them. So, you know, like I said, we had 14 kids that spring, and you watched us. We were, we were pretty bad, you know. But the kids, that they, they was coachable, and they listened and, and responded, and, we you know, we got better. You know, last year... Our goal was to, to make the playoffs. You know, Sexton had been in the playoffs in 13 years. And uh, we, we accomplished that. So that was a big thing for us, you know, and hopefully we can build on that this year. Uh, Coach just alluded to the fact that you guys made the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. Last year you won five games, which the most that Sexton had won since, I think, 2014. This is directed to the players. Talk about the motivation on going into this year. He said this is your senior year, and I know you guys want to have a special season. Talk about that motivation in doing better than you did last year. 
Uh, I think a big motivation for us was having a lot of guys come back that had been in the program since Coach Hammond had got here. And uh, like he said, the first year we kind of got bullied because we was younger and this year we're the, kind of the older guys in the region and then whoever else we play. So I think being older and stronger and faster is a lot of motivation for us to do better, for the, to show the younger guys that they can also compete when they get up. And winning five games last year, we felt that we could have won six, seven, or eight games. And uh, we're trying our best this year. We're working really hard, trying our best to do that this year. I feel that our uh, motivation uh, came mostly from our coaches. Uh, they told us that if we would uh, push ourselves and we would like see the results from it. So we started putting in the hard work and then when we started winning, it started feeling, it started feeling good. So everyone else started uh, to come out and uh, push themselves. Well, Coach Hammond's back during the spring. You and Bailey had got together and I talked to Coach Vincent and about this, both of you felt like you had kids that needed to play, and that's why y'all chose to have a spring game. He got a lot out of that from his kids. Did you get a lot out of it from yours? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, we got some of those guys that hadn't played and, and come out, so we needed to see where they could play and if they could play and where they could help us. So we, you know, we needed that spring, and we, we had 30 kids, 31 kids through spring, and uh, yeah, we found some guys that's really gonna help us this year. And, and they're excited about coming out and being part of it. So, you know, when we went into that spring, it's about evaluation and seeing, seeing where you fit. And, you know, I knew what some of these guys could do. So we, we really, you know, on defense, we started four or five guys that, that hadn't played because we needed to see what they could do. And, uh, you know, very impressed with some of them. They're, you know, it's, they're definitely going to help us. So that helped us. You know, we needed that spring uh, because, you know, the, the year before we didn't get that. We, we really needed it then. Uh, so yeah, you know we're we're so much further along this year than we've ever been. So uh, you know that's a good thing. I'm excited for that. You know, going into season, we're not worrying about who's here, who's there. You know, everything. You start talking about starters. The uh, I, I forgot about it, your starters. You know, we got several returning starters coming back, three and four year starters for us. That's uh, as far as numbers wise, I, I don't really have a figure for it. But you know, all of our skill guys are back. You know, our, our you know we do have a new quarterback. And uh, Jacob Cooper, which, you know, he's 6'4", 215, and can throw it uh, a mile. He, he's going to be pretty good for us, you know, so, and got guys to throw to. Uh, up front, we're very young. We've got two ninth graders that's probably going to start for us. Uh, tenth grader that's, that's new and hadn't played. So, yeah, again, that spring, we really needed that for those guys to get that experience and, and, and to learn from their mistakes and, and move on from it, so. Uh, it was good for us also. Coach Hammond here in the middle. Um, you mentioned the goal last year was to make the playoff. That was one of the goals, and you guys accomplished mm -hmm. that. Uh, of course, getting in the weight room and, and uh, communication, those are key things to making those goals happen. But the other thing is the mindset. You've got to change the mindset. And I think entering your third year, you obviously have begun to make that change, getting to where your players want to be. As you hit this next season, as you prepare for it for three weeks from now, where is the mindset? Where do you still think you need to improve to accomplish a, a different goal now? You've made the playoff, so what's next how do you get to that mindset to get to that what's next level well we just got to continue working you know you can't ever be satisfied 
uh, you know, the goals to, to be undefeated and win championships and, and to do that, you know, when you, when you accomplish one goal, well, then you need to work harder to get to that next one. And I think accomplishing the, the first goal gives you motivation and excitement that, hey, we, we've done this and now let's go, for, you know, let's, let's get better. So, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, that was a big goal for us and we did accomplish that. And, and so this year we're looking to build on that. You know, we, we want to keep, we want that streak to keep going. We want to find the playoffs again and, and I think we can compete for a region championship. And I don't think that's out of reach. The last two years I, I, I did, didn't feel that confident, you know, but, but this year I think we, we got the players and stuff to compete with anybody we play with. So, uh, again, yeah, mindset's anything you do in life. So what I tell the kids, you know, it's all mental. What you believe and, and uh, where you, what you put your mind to. You know, if you, if you think you can or can't, you're right. So, so we got to think positive and, and keep these kids, you know, headed in the right direction and toward uh, our goal. This question for the kids, of course, I know Coach Hammonds and I've known him for a long time, but what is it like, here's a chance to throw him under the bus if you want to, what is it like to play for Coach Hammonds? I really enjoy playing for Coach Hammond. He gets us in there, gets us to work hard, motivates us really well. And when I I just started playing football last year, and uh, he really showed me how fun football can be and how beneficial it can be. He's really shaped me into a better person playing football for Coach Hammond. Yeah, it's a uh, it's wonderful playing for Coach Hammond. You never really know what each day holds with him. He's 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 a surprise. I promise you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been great playing for him. He's really pushed me to be a better player, better person, better man. Really, he's really helped me a lot. And uh, I I thank him for that. He's a really wonderful person and an even better coach. So I love Coach Hammond. Thanks, Trey. Uh, I feel like that with Coach Hammond here, I played before he came, and I really felt like a huge turn in the program whenever he got here. There was kids coming out wanting to play and not having to go in there and look for them. We like, well, I started playing uh, right before he came. And whenever he came, I've known him before I even uh, started playing football. Whenever I heard that he was going to come, I played soccer. Uh, for him actually when I was little and I knew that he was going to be a big motivation for us and making it to the playoffs really like showed how much he's changed the program I wasn't even going to play football and uh, he came to basketball practice many days asking me to play and I just didn't feel right to go out there and uh, he came one last time and I told him I'd come out there and give it a shot and once I did I never regretted it and I love playing for him Coach, and the players, too, if you want to comment on this. As I look down your schedule, the first four of the first five games are basically rivalry games to me with section because you've got Collinsville Valley Head, then you've got North Sand Mountain and Eider. Is that motivation here in the preseason getting ready for those rivalry games in the first half of your season? I think every game's important. You know, yeah, the rival games, rivalry games is, is, it makes it more fun, but... Uh, you know, I guess this is the old coach's mindset. You take it one game at a time, and, and 
you know, that's how we look at it. You know, we, we want to go out there and compete and, and hopefully win every ball game that we that we, we go against. And then, you know, early in the season, we you know, we've got uh, the Valley Head game. That's important to me and special to me because I'm a Valley Head guy and played there and, and it's fun. You know, it makes it is uh, Coach Vince is one of my really close friends. So, uh, you know, it just makes for a, a fun Friday night. Uh, but like I said, when we go out there, we, we want to win every game we, we step on the field. So, uh, yeah, you know, whether it's a rivalry game or not, we, we still want to be prepared and go out there and play the best we can. Do you guys want to comment on those, that question? Okay. <laughs> All right, Coach, I know you opened with Collinsville there, I believe, in the first game. Are you playing in a, any, are you playing in a spring jamboree, so? No, yeah, we played yeah, play in Valley spring, so, so we, we start Monday. Okay. All right, that's it for the section lines. Congratulations, Coach, uh, on last year's playoff team, and good luck this year. Thank you. And thanks, guys, for coming. Thank you for having us. Okay, we're going to wrap it up this afternoon. Our final team of the day is the Scottsboro Wildcats and Coach Chris Bale. And uh, Coach is making his debut this year in North Alabama. I know, Coach, uh, you were at uh, Oak Mountain. I know you've been coaching about 10 years, so your first year at Scottsboro. So uh, it's great for, to have you here. Would you introduce the players and let them introduce yourselves and give us some preseason comments on your Scottsboro Wildcats. I will. Well, Jeff, I wish I'd only been coaching 10 years. This will be 33 for me. So it, uh, but uh, Gab McCrary here is to my right. I uh, started at safety last year, played uh, also a little receiver, running back, and quarterback. He's going to be starting at quarterback for us this fall. To my left is Kate Holder. He was started inside linebacker last year, and he'll be uh, duplicating that again this year. Oh, pre okay, just comments. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I apologize. When you get this age, you kind of forget some of those things, too. You got to, I need reminders. If, if you, last 30 seconds, I've forgotten it. Uh, excited to be in Scottsboro. Uh, excited to be in North Alabama. Uh, had nine years at Oak Mountain. Had a, um, you know, these guys we were talking about on the way up. Uh, great community there. Um, 
you know, we shoot, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, nine years is the longest we've been anywhere. So it was, uh, was going to take a, um, you know, really a great opportunity for us to leave. Um, and, and, and my wife and I both feel that uh, this is that opportunity. We, um, you know, I, I, I really, you know, and again, I, at this point, all of us are optimistic, but uh, I really just as I looked at things and, and, and began to, to process the opportunity, I think Scottsboro is a, I really do believe it's a sleeping giant. I think we've got an opportunity to do things the right way, and I think we've got an opportunity to uh, really build our program into one of the premier programs, not only in Alabama, but in the southeast. Coach, you talked about Scottsboro being that sleeping giant. What are, what are some expectations you have for this football program in year one as head coach? Well, I mean, in, in year one, I, and again, when, when you look at that, I think, you know, when you talk about a program, you, you know, what you're looking at is, are we doing the things that are going to bring out the full potential of what's there? And, and I think that we have that uh, at Scottsboro. I think we've got, um, you know, just community support. Uh, the fact that it is... Um, you know, we're, we're a single school system, a city system, uh, where you have everybody pulling in the same direction. Uh, the, uh, the quarterback club has been phenomenal. Um, you know, it just, you know, the players, I mean, these guys, it, I, I tell people, you know, if you've been in Birmingham, Mount Brook, you know, it's, it's that, that, and I say this with all due respect, it's a little cult down there. Um, when, I, when I came, people don't leave Mount Brook. You know, when, when, I, when I got to Scottsboro and, and as I started to meet people, people don't leave Scottsboro. And I think that is a, um, I, I think that's a great spot to be. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an old history major. Um, this will be my fourth head coaching job. My first job, the, um, it was the sixth year the school had been built. My second job, it was brand new. We started from scratch. Oak Mountain had been there 13 years before us getting there. I love the fact that we're coming into a place that has such great tradition. Now, what are our goals this year? Uh, it is really just to, to, to lay the foundation, uh, establish the groundwork that we're going to set going forward. But, you know, we're not going to define, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to sound like a politician. I'm going to be talking out of both sides of my mouth. Um, you know, we're not going to define success based off of how many games we win or how many games we don't win. Uh, it's, it really comes down to what we've been preaching to these kids is are we maximizing our potential every day when we go out there? You know, when, you know, if you were to ask me, what are your goals this year? Our goal is for 10 weeks to play four quarters as, as well as we're capable of playing. Uh, if we do those things, if we, if we focus on, you know, I hate to steal the word, you know, Coach Saban has made this a, a buzz for everybody, focus on the process, the results are going to take care of themselves. And, and that's what we've got to teach our kids that you don't, everybody wants to win. You know, but are you doing the things day in and day out that are giving you an opportunity to be your best? Because if you're not being your best, then it really doesn't matter if we won or if we lost. So my goal this year is to get our guys, we've got 65 kids on the roster, to get our guys to buy into the fact that every time we go out, we're going to be our best. Whether it's practice, whether it's a weight room session, whether it's classroom, whatever it is. Coach, being a new coach to the area, could you share your offensive and defensive philosophies with us today? We're going to run wide open spread, probably no backs. Um, no, we're not. It, um, it, uh, yeah, we, you know, we're, I've been an option guy for as long as I can remember. Um, we will be, um, you know, we'll carry that here. Uh, we, um, you know, being an option guy, I think a lot of people just assume all you ever want to do is run the football. Um, you know, I was a receiver in high school. 
but I ended up playing linebacker in college. And, you know, I, I think you've got, to, you've got to be able to run the ball to win, but you've also got to be able to throw the ball to win. There's going to be games when, you know, man, we can run the ball up and down the field, and that's great. But there's going to be games when we play people, and, and you know, they're going to pack eight, nine, ten in the box, and we've got to be able to throw the football to win in those games. So, you know, we're going to be able to do both. Um, but if we can only do one thing, we're going to run the football. Defensively, uh, we will, you know, we'll be multiple. Uh, you know, we'll have a, um, you know, we'll base out of a three-man front, but we'll also be able to go into, um, you know, in, into some four-man front packages. I think the key there is, is having guys that just are fanatical about getting off blocks and finding the ball carrier. And uh, if we can get 11 guys on that side of the ball that are flying to the football and arriving in a bad humor when they get there, I think we're going to be okay. I want to ask the players a question. I know Coach Jacobs was there about four years. Uh, coach Bell comes in this year, brand new coach. Has he won over the team? Talk about that and, and winning over the team and has the team bought into everything? I don't know how much he's changed from Coach Jacobs, but uh, you all had to get used to him too. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Uh, Coach Jacobs leaving and Coach Bell coming in. Well, I feel like we've bought in pretty well. Uh, it's, it's been a process, but it's, it's getting better every day, and uh, we're going to be ready. I mean, every coach is different, but, like, Coach Jake, he was a great coach, a great man, love him. But Coach Bell coming in, preaching his philosophy, I feel like we've all adapted to him very well because some of the same philosophies Coach Jake had, Coach Bell has brought – so, like, I feel like what Coach Bell brings to the table is, like, what we really look for. And we love Coach Bell with all our heart. Here in the middle, I'm going to ask uh, two questions. I'll ask one and let, let you answer. First question will be for the players. Uh, everybody felt very fortunate, first of all, to get to play last year with all the uncertainties. Uh, but you guys in particular, you had your season cut short by two games. You didn't get to play. Uh, for you guys, what does that mean for you to use as motivation? How have you used that this offseason to get to where you want to be, even with the coach coming in, a brand-new coach for yourselves? Uh, I'm sure you guys have been putting in a lot of work. How have you guys used that, not getting those last two games in uh, as motivation? for this upcoming season? Well, it really just makes you thankful, really, because uh, you kind of take, you get to take stuff for granted whenever you just, you play and you play and you play. When, when something like that happens, it really opens your eyes like, wow, this can end like really quick. So um, we're treating each day like it's our last right now. be honest with you, just practice as hard as you can every day, just as it would be your last. Yeah, just not every game due to COVID is like guaranteed because it can, just like Coach Jake said last year, not every game's guaranteed. It can end just like that. So what are you going to do to, you know, push yourself to make yourself a better man? So, yeah. Well, those are good answers. And by the way, I think we can all agree here that this is the sharpest dressed team been here today. Um, but second of all, for Coach, I know that Coach Jacobs was the one that put this one into motion. But uh, last season, one of the games that these kids missed was getting an opportunity to have Fife come to come to Scottsboro and play at the end of the season. I know that's we're still in July. That's in October, at the end of October. Uh, so it's looking ahead a little bit. But what do you think that that game means for you guys to come to Fife and, and have a, a game of interest like that that a lot of people have kind of thought they wanted to see for a long time and then they – Finally, we're going to get it. COVID canceled it, but uh, this year we hope to get it. What does that mean for you guys and, and just kind of be able to uh, bring a big game of interest to uh, Northeast Alabama? Well, the first thing I did was I called Coach Benefield and asked him how much would it take for us to get out of that ball game. Um, the, um, 
No, I think, you know, the reality is, and again, I don't, we got nine games before that, and I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, uh, you know, Paul's done a great job there. And I think anytime you get an opportunity to play against great people, then you, you want to jump onto that. So it, it is an opportunity uh, for us to play a quality program. It's one reason why we moved the North Jackson game to game one, because I wanted, you know, right out of the gate to, uh, to have a game that meant something. And, um, you know, what better way than, 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 than to put a game on the map like that. But that's, a, you know, the thing I told our kids, you know, when we were in Birmingham, I said, you know, there, there are people all across the country that would kill to play in games of the magnitude that, that we got to play in every week down there in that region. I think that's the thing here. And if you look at our schedule, and we've got, you know, again, we've got some quality opponents on there. Um, you know, five certainly at the end, but I mean, again, North Jackson, Madison Academy, Oxford, our first three ball games. I mean, those are, those are going to be huge ball games, and, 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 and I've coached in several different states, and, you know, college coaching, recruiting, and, and you see, I mean, there, there are very few people, there's a lot of people that play high school football. There are not a lot of people that get to play in games that will get to play in, you know, week in and week out. So it is a, um, it's fun. I think it's great for the communities. Uh, again, I'm still beginning to feel my way through, you know, just the culture here up here in, in North Alabama with regard to, to how the communities, um, the rivalries within the communities. Uh, but I think that that is, it's one of the neat things. I coached in Georgia for five years, and people say, well, what's the difference between coaching in Georgia and coaching Alabama? I said, well, you know, understand this, and this was in 2012 when I came over. There were as many high schools playing football in the state of Alabama in 2012 as there were in the state of Georgia. Now, there's more people living in Metro Atlanta than living in the entire state of Alabama. So you go figure that. But then, and the thing is, every community in Alabama, there are very few consolidated high schools in Alabama. In Georgia, you know, a lot of those small towns, they consolidated into county high schools and whatnot. And I think that's one of the neat deals about our state is, is we've got those communities that still identify with those schools and certainly with the football program. So we're excited about that. But again, we've got nine games in front of that that we're awfully excited about as well. I want to piggyback off of that question. Adam asked about the last game. I want to ask you and the guys about the first game. They moved North Jackson from the middle of the season to the first game. They call it the fiercest rivalry in North Alabama. You guys have experienced that. Coach has never experienced North Jackson in Scottsboro. How much motivation is that? I, both you seniors, right? Your sure. senior year opening against North Jackson, and I, I'm going to call them a hated rivalry because it is. They said it's the most hated rivalry, and you're shaking your head now. So if you'd comment on that, and then uh, Coach, comment on the fact now Look, that I told them don't give them any bulletin board material <laughs> now, so don't be, I, don't, I don't need you leading them into that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's definitely – I think both teams play better that game than they do all year just because it's North Jackson versus Scottsboro. I mean, it's always, it's always intense, and uh, we've never been beat by them. Well, we did freshman year, but we wasn't playing. But uh, we, don't plan on, we don't plan on getting beat by them at all. Not even going to be close. <laughs> uh, well, North Jackson week's always a uh, special week. Uh, just to give a little insider, every day we work out that week, we listen to the fight song that they play, just to give us a, just a little bit more hatred, not hatred, because we respect them to an extent. Don't get me wrong, it's a rivalry. Everybody loves the rivalry, but at the end of the day, we're all football players. We all play the game, but it's just the game. 
Yeah, touching on that rivalry, one, at one time I covered Scottsboro football, and I just made a mild comment on the radio, and people from North Jackson about crucified me over it. So that's, that's how intense it is. And, of course, Coach, you're going to find that out. And, and it's huge to start the season. But what I wanted to comment on is the kids dressed. Uh, Coach, do you, have, do you want them to have a perception in the community, like, you know, kind of like you dress how you play? Honestly, I, I mean, yes, we, we do, but then we didn't come here. We weren't trying to make a statement when we came here. It's just, you know, it's media day, and I felt like we needed to, we needed to dress appropriately. Um, but, but I think, you know, the thing we've tried to get across to our guys is, you know, really in everything that we do, you know, I expect their best, and, and they ought to expect their best out of, out of, out of themselves and, and out of each other. So, you know, whatever, what, we are always, People are gonna, they're going to make judgments on us one way or the other. And we need to do our best to make sure we're not giving them any reason to make a bad judgment on us. And, and I do think that, uh, you know, if you, you know, there's a certain truth to, you know, how you perceive yourself, it, it has a whole impact. And, I, you know, Coach Harmon just talked about it from section, you know, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're going to be right. And I think how we present ourselves, you know, plays into that as well.